Are you ready to meet the moment? Ozzy and our friends at Chevrolet are proud to present Real Talk, Real Change to help foster racial equality in America. And we're inviting you to help. Join me, Carlos Watson, as I talk with key leaders from across the country about racial disparities in America's healthcare system. Look for The Carlos Watson Show and Real Talk, Real Change on YouTube and subscribe. Or download The Carlos Watson Show wherever you get your podcasts. This is Spotlight, the official podcast of Grapple. I'm Benno. I'm Joe. And I'm JP. And our top ten of the year is in the books and we're back here for a, a regular show. It feels like it's been forever. How are you, lads? Doing all right, I have to say. Just trying to sort of... The amount of stuff, like watching in preparation for the top ten show. Mm. Like, I have to admit, I, my head was all over the shop after we'd recorded that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? Well, just having watched all of these kind of like sort of big match after big match after big match. There's a little bit of fatigue. I was telling you about this, whereas you've kind of had a bit of a uptick in watching loads of wrestling, haven't you? Well, I did up until when I was preparing for it. I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was on I was on one mm. uh, post Tokyo Dome after a bit of a Christmas break. But I can't say I've watched really anything <laughs> <laughs> since we did the... <laughs> The hundred. Uh, what have I watched? AEW and the Tessa Blanchard Sammy Callahan match. Oh, good. We can and talk about that. There you go. Yeah. And that was only so I could talk about it on here. But <laughs> I've not watched anything else. Sorry. Life of Podcaster Joe. But that's the thing. Like, we, we It won't be a review heavy show this week. We kind of uh, covered that last week. But yeah, I think JP, your problem was you were out there watching every All Japan match known to man, watching all the young boy matches back. <laughs> You had you had, you had the big you had the bigger job than the rest of us. So I'm always the canary in the coal mine, like I've said several <laughs> times before. So it's I end up watching like a, a, like three Ben K matches and that Endo versus Takashita match, mm. which is which is fine. Joe's just sat over, so he's shaking his head in, in just like befuddlement. How do you get it all in? Bus journeys. <laughs> I was gonna say that's how this works. Bus journeys travel. What do the other passengers make of it? Sit there on my phone. Sorry. You ever get people peering over your shoulder, like wondering what on earth you're watching on your phone? Almost just giving up caring if they do. It's like nothing wrong with this. Yeah, I used to watch wrestling on trains quite a lot. Yeah. On my laptop, and I used to get all manner. I remember watching PWG once. I remember I was watching like a Biff Busick against Trevor Lee match. I don't know, was it was it Trevor Lee, Mike Bailey? I remember the, I was losing my mind for one of the matches, I remember. Mm. And I had lots of people having a weird look and wondering what was going on. <laughs> I also remember watching an episode of Raw once on my laptop, and there was a bloke sitting next to me who was clearly a lapsed fan. Yeah. He was, like, well-interested. Yeah. He kept sort of looking in, and then he started asking me questions. I was like, ah, okay, <laughs> I know what's going on here. That, that sounds like your worst nightmare, by the way, like a wrestling fan. Yeah, he was all right. He was all right. We're on the way back to Southampton. He was a Saints fan as oh, well right. oh, okay. he had a saints 
jacket on, so he he was all right. Yeah. We were having a chat about football afterwards as well, so it wasn't wasn't too bad. Could have been worse. I've had that happen. I remember like being on the uh, on the plane to Tag League actually to BXW. I've just booked my ticket uh, for Carrot as well. I'll mention that in a minute, but uh, I remember being sat there and there was a lad next to me. You could tell I was watching the debut episode, the Dynamite, something we're going to be talking about heavily today, and I could see him peering over, and you could see like I think when Jericho came on screen, I felt like his eyes lit up. And I was thinking, yeah, he's well going to strike a conversation. He never did, though. And I didn't see him at WXW either, so he probably wasn't going out uh, for those reasons. But I don't know, I've seen worse on, on like public transport. Like I don't know if I've ever I told you guys when you came up to uh, Liverpool and we got the uh, the Mersey Rail train that JP uh, thinks is as good as the Tube. Uh, oh, yeah. Just because it's got like three underground stations. But I've been on You never the- hear about it, though. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what Get that fuck is underground? This is- <laughs> It's only in the city centre. There's only a couple of stops. Mate, it's it mainly. was never in Brookside. It's not in boys. <laughs> it's not in boys and the black stuff. It's not in bread. Uh, those shitty yellow Mersey Rail trains that they're finally replacing. But I've genuinely been sat there while some fellow was watching porn on a, on his uh, phone. And like, it was the weirdest train journey Jesus. ever because he was sat there watching porn on his phone and there was like this smackhead woman who was stood there drinking like a, she had a can of tenants and she had a pram, but she didn't have a baby in the pram. She just had a shopping Thank in the pram Christ. and she kept, she kept like nudging me in the side going, look at that weirdo over there. And I was thinking, fucking hell. What was, is it, was it Tenant Super? I'd imagine it was. It's got. Ooh. It's going to be like that or Super Bark or something like that, yeah. isn't it? It's got like the strong stuff. When I used to work in an yeah. off license, you knew the uh, the Alkies when the uh, they came in and ordered that stuff. Yeah, no good happens with that stuff. First beer I was ever given was a special brew. My mate's oh, that's dad. The bad stuff. Yeah. Honestly, my mate's dad. When I was fourteen, <laughs> he, uh, he was. A, Basically, an alcoholic and yeah. was going through like a mid going for a divorce, bit of a midlife crisis at the time. Oh, Had yeah. a wild porn collection as well. <laughs> Seriously, like you know when you find like just a sack of tapes at yeah, yeah. fourteen, yeah. and it was like mid nineties stuff that had been recorded in like Scandinavia that he clearly got from some like dodgy skybox. And yeah, we found a. a Good few of them. Uh, <laughs> complaining. But yeah, he walked in one day with like two cans. It was like, here you go, lads. Like me and two mates. And we shared two cans of Carlsberg special brew between Jeez, us. Jeez, you must have been arsehole. I was. I was like, oh, I don't really know what's going on. And this is <laughs> fucking disgusting. Yeah. But I didn't drink beer again for like a good year, 18 months afterwards. Because oh, it was God. It was vile. Yeah. In your brain, that's what all beer tastes like, isn't it? Oh god! I, I, I did at, um, when I worked on Holloway Road, quite near the um, Emirates Stadium. Um, there was it's like somebody's leaving, dude, and there was a Waitrose next door. And so somebody said, like, oh, go and get some drinks to bring up. This was <coughs> Friday about four o'clock. Of course, you were shopping at Waitrose. <laughs> Actually, at the, that point in time, you could go in there and get like an, a really kind of good pasta lunch, quite re- reasonably cheap. <laughs> Just to like eat religiously. Waitrose, cheap. Waitrose, yeah. Cheap. Did he do a meal deal in Waitrose? This is like the very the early 2000s we're talking I, I about. I think the Waitrose meal deal I've seen before is like a fiver. I think it's like Jesus. a premium meal deal. I think. It's in a fucking airport. Christ. That money. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Digress. They'd asked me, like, oh, what drink we should get? For a laugh, I said special brew. Lo and behold, they came up with like about fucking, was it 30 cans of special brew? 30? Yeah. And it was just oh, like, like I palette. tried drinking it and I just went, this is awful. And this is a joke that's gone horribly, horribly <laughs> wrong. And it was the voluntary sector. So a lot of people were just like completely unaware. I was like, oh my God. A couple of them were absolutely shit faced after a couple. I left. 
I left as soon as I could when it hit five o'clock. I was like, I'm running a Holloway Road tube and I'm just pretending that last hour never happened. Absolute dog sick, that stuff. Yeah, I remember I was on a bus in Brighton as well once. So my mate was at uni, I had quite a few mates at uni in Brighton, mm. sort of mid-2000s. Um, we got on the bus and these two um, alcoholics got on as well, sat on the back seat with us, started talking to us. We're like, have a can, lads. Tenant super. I was like, I can't really say no. You know, when you feel really intimidated by a couple of unpredictable alcoholics. I was 18 at the time. and Oh, it was fucking disgusting. I I think we got off at the next stop and we're like, right, gotta get off here and just dumped them in the bin. Yeah. Yeah. That that should have been a happy moment, Joe. The first time you're on a train drinking beer and you find out you're allowed to do that. But sorry. It should be a big moment, that, Joe. I'm sad for you. Look, I was having a good day out in Brighton. I think I was quite hungover as well. I think we had quite a big night out. But not, oh, I was, was eight. Hair of the dog. Super oh. teas. I, I, don't, I find hair of a dog doesn't work in my no. experience. Cup I, of tea works. I find it a myth, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, nice day in Brighton. I wanted to just, you know, sit on that pebbly beach. Maybe find the um, back alley from Quadrophenia, possibly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See the sight of the mods and the rockers uh, rock in the early 60s and see a few Vespers scooting past. Not have a can of tenant super of a couple of Alkies who were hanging around that day. <laughs> Did you manage to get that dream when you went back for Riptide? Did that at least sort you out? Uh, I've been to Brighton loads of times, mate. So uh, We found like a... Yeah. I've lived the dream in Brighton many a time. It was Good a stuff. decent pub we found near the venue, wasn't it? I don't know, was it? Yeah. Afterwards, we had, we had, oh, we had a good oh, session, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, so, yeah, Brighton's good for that. We found a craft brewery there, I think, before the first time we went. Mm. Did, did we? I can't, I can't remember. Sure. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah that's that what I picture Brighton as like craft breweries, not like uh, alcoholics drinking uh, tenants and superbuck. A L- lot of vegans, a lot, mm. lot of a um, lot of uh, bohemian types. Let's say vegetarian shoe shop. That's been there for years. There's still a place. Good vibe to the place. Oh it's yeah, like well, like Brighton. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's very bohemian, very liberal. So it's like great. And I've had some really good nights out there. Yeah. Well, I suppose the one place that's got a green party MP in the country as well yeah. is going to be quite green, really, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you, wear, you wear vegetarian shoes, Benno. What were your veganuary? Look, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying my best, Joe. We've got 10 days left. Uh, I've had a couple of uh, weak moments. I, I might call it vegetarian. I'm worried now. I went to my mum's and she wanted to make mince for tea. And I asked her, uh, I was like, oh, can I, do you do, can you do like a, a vegan version? And she used corn mince, which isn't vegan. They've got egg in it, hasn't it? Uh, free range egg, which I think is fair enough. I think that's close enough. Corn uh, mince like does horrible things to my insides, not going to lie. I much like I it. Eat it. I much prefer it to the regular stuff, even when like I'm not doing like the full vegan January thing. I just mm. think like real mince just got like the smell of death around it. I just don't like it. I hate cooking it. Yeah. I, re- horrible, I don't mind it? it when I'm eating it, but I hate cooking it. Hmm. Quite used to it. I've got both. Eh? Well, you're just a meaty sort of fella. I am, you? aren't yeah. I? Yeah, meat and potatoes sort <laughs> of bloke. And what kind of matches do I like? Beefy fuckers. Yeah, yeah. Beefy, beefy fuckers. You don't oh, like it's... those vegan wrestlers, like your, that, your Zack Sabre Juniors and your Trent Sevens of this world. Pete Dunn. I quite like them, I don't Yeah, know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did try the vegan snake bait from Greg's today, actually. Oh, oh, yeah. Onion ear, isn't it? What do you think of it? Right. 
so I don't love a steak bake. Mm. Uh, the last time I had one, I was bought one by a mistake and was like, nah, not for me. Um, what I'll say, I preferred the filling. I actually thought there was a bit more flavour <laughs> than the regular filling on the steak bake. It's been a while since I've had a regular steak bake, but yeah, the filling was really flavoursome, I thought, and there was a lot of it. Whereas I remember thinking the regular steak bake was a bit too much gravy for my liking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was good. The pastry on the regular steak bake is better, though. That's a fair okay. point. I would say, like, the the, fa- the fake bake or whatever they're calling it, I think it's like, that is clearly an imitation of the steak bake. Whereas the sausage rolls, I feel like, are an improvement. Like, and that's the difference there. It's like, it's just a, it's an attempt and it's a very good attempt, but I don't think it's quite quite as good as the real thing saying that though i've been i've been pretty much living on and again doing the vegan january thing i think it's supposed to be a health thing as well but i've been going to subway like twice a week and having the uh, the vegan meatball sub they've been doing they're really good but i think the thing with subway is though once you like once you pile a veg on and put your sauce on and there's your bread and especially with the meatball it's like kind of caked in sauce anyway it all tastes the same it just tastes like subway at the end of it and that can either be a, a good or a bad thing depending on your opinion on subway I'm not mad on Subway, and I've quite often I can remember being with my lads when when they were younger, and we'd go and they'd want to go to a Subway, and then they'd eat there, and then they just kind of wouldn't be that impressed afterwards. And like you, I just found that it ended up becoming something entirely different by mm. the end of what you'd actually ordered in terms mm. of the salad. I don't know; it was like it was almost like a, a sandwich that was far too OTT, and. <laughs> A meat and potato sort That's of bloke. That, yeah. There we go. Yeah, bit of meat, bit of bit of sauce. That'll yeah. do you. Ham right? and mustard sandwiches. Can you go wrong <laughs> with go. those? Not really. Bit of white bread. Yeah. Out of the packet. Bit of ovich. <laughs> it sounds like you're making a rather larger insinuation about me as a human being, Joe. Which is what? That, um, oh, I thought the word Brexit was going to come. In no, I was going nowhere near that. To be honest <laughs> oh, okay. with you. Nah, nah, nah. Is, is uh, that, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do a thing like that, mate. Is that a JP snacker choice? Bit of white bread. You're a fan. Well, there is, but it's predominantly, yeah, it's it's partly the point. I don't want to argue with teenagers. you got your medium white life over there. Yeah, there mate, is, yeah, yeah, exactly. Where's that one from? Aldi. Okay. Good shop. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Did a bit of a big shop. There's always loads of fruit around in this place as well, isn't there? There is. Bowl of grapes over there. It's like Caligula. <laughs> I wouldn't care. Very shy. Caligula's fallen on his fucking heels. You would he? give Caligula a run for his money. I would not <laughs> give Caligula a run for his money. Mm. He's genuinely like, no, not me. I'm, I'm all right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, I was going to say, while we're on non-wrestling stuff, uh, do, have, have you either been catching up with stuff in the, uh, the run-up to the Oscars? I was wondering if you've uh, seen some of the favourites, Joe. I was catching up on... Uh, some of the films of the year last last weekend I've seen Hustlers, nineteen seventeen, Parasite, all very good films. Seen any of the above? Uh, I actually haven't. I've been catching up on stuff. Watched a few over the weekend, uh, last few weeks. Um, watched Bombshell. Uh, what else did I watch? Two Popes. Um, I like uh, not up for any Oscars, but Dolomite is my name, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, I've I seen that. Just right. a- a great laugh and one of Eddie Murphy's best roles in years. Just really mm. easy to watch, really good fun. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I've watched in the last couple of weeks. I've been catching up on quite a few. Uh, my, my mind's drawing a blank. I've, I've seen that raved about. Like I watched the... If you, oh, if, Little Women I saw with my girlfriend. My girlfriend's seen that three times uh, oh, wow. at the cinema. It's only yeah. been out two weeks or so. Yeah. It's good going. Yeah, she's like her favourite film ever, apparently, so... But she works near the view as well, so Sandy will pop there off. Uh, yeah, very, very, Getting very a true. sneaky screening of little women in 
Exactly, yeah. What else have I watched? Let me just check my um, IMDb ratings. What, what did you make of Parasite? Knives then, Out, I saw as well. Yeah, Knives Out's decent. I saw that at the cinema. I not, saw not Knives really, Out. Not really my kind of thing, like the mystery kind of, I don't know, pulpy. I don't know how you describe it, really. Uh, I do like Ryan Johnson it, in general, but some of his films like aren't are really made for me, even if I can appreciate the good. Mm. So the thing I, I like about him is I, I really love Brick. I think Brick was great. Yeah, I prefer the Looper. I prefer Looper too. Yeah, Looper's more and, his style of film I like, and Brick's yeah. more like there because that's very much a noir, isn't it? That it is. Yeah, and um, I liked Knives Out. It kind of reminded me of a film from my childhood called Clue, which was based on the the based on Cluedo, basically. Oh, but in America Curry. they call it Clue with yeah. Tim Curry. Um, and I remember watching that a few times when I was a kid, and it was kind of similar. But I, I enjoyed Knives Out. Mm. It's kind of better if you don't know anything about it, though, obviously, yeah. before you well, see it. But it was really good fun. I'd say the same uh, thing about uh, Parasite, like you asked then, JP. That's one. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't. The title doesn't really give anything away, I don't think. Go in not knowing anything, and you'll be, you'll very much enjoy it. If you've seen, like, uh, is it Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, the Lady Vengeance film, and all of the, uh, basically, old boy, that kind of, kind of uh, cinema. Like, if you were like me in the early 2000s, thinking you were, like, really smart because you were watching all this Korean and... Uh, East and Asian New stuff. Wave, mate. Yeah, all that stuff, I, yeah. I had to teach about that in my first year of teaching. Wow. Well, I had to do German expressionism. Yeah. Not, not, not for me. <laughs> I, I'd say this is a good uh, entry into the genre. Does, uh, does deserve its nomination Oscar-wise. Hustlers, though, that's one I was going to say. Like, if you want a flip side to a uh, Little Women from like the women's uh, empowerment side of things, Joe, I'd, I'd say go go see that with a uh, or with Lucy or watch that. I think it's on VOD now. <clears throat> watch that. There's a J Lo scene in it, Joe, Joe that will uh, feel like your eyes might fall out. The uh, the role of a life. Uh, all yeah, I'll, all I'll say is she commits to the role. That's all I'll say. We were going to go see it at the cinema, but I can't, I can't remember what happened. But there was a plan to go see it, but didn't get around to it. So I've been meaning to watch it. So it's, it's like a, I'd say it's like a female um, Magic Mike. That's how I'll put it. Not oh, like, okay. it's not going to be your film of the year, but it's maybe I've given it away now, but I'd say it was surprisingly entertaining. That's that's, that's the impression I've got of it. Is it that relative, you relatively low expectations for it beforehand and it mm. turns out to be a film that kind of really yeah. surprised you. Like you mentioned, like Magic Mike. Yeah, it hasn't got Kevin Nash like... Uh, yeah, that's yeah. the over. <laughs> In a pile yeah, of talking pills, to McConaughey though. in the background of scenes where my eyes mm. were firmly set rather than looking at the uh, <laughs> foreground of the shot with Channing Tatum. I was all about wondering what Nash and McConaughey were chatting about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you aware of the, uh, the, uh, the fixture clash there, by the way, Joe? JP realised yeah. that uh, that's the same weekend as yeah. ATT. Yeah, I'm I'm really dismayed about that. As you know about that, Benno. Oh, we were uh, we had we, had, we got a chat going on Twitter. Sorry, Joe. You're, uh, oh, yeah. oh, I left. <laughs> yes, I, I've realised that yesterday. This is the Southampton live show. To be honest, it sounds like you're kind of thinking right. An evening with Kevin Nash, Southampton. You think Scrapper Mania will probably be great. There is a part of me goes, I can go Ireland in the summer though as well for that. How often will I get a chance to meet Kevin Nash? <laughs> those, those are the thoughts. Unless he's up for the love of wrestling, in which case it'll be... Meet fun. Kevin Nash and the rest. And see St. Mary's for the first time. For the first time? Yeah, I've never been to St. Oh, I'll, give you, I'll give you a tour of Southampton. I, I, 
always want to tour of yeah, Southampton, yeah. basically. Yeah, sounds good. You know all the stuff I want to see about Southampton. Shirley High Street, eventually, at some point. Uh, bleak place, but yeah, yeah I'll show you. I'll that's show precisely you. why. Um, but yeah, that's a bit of a clash. I don't know. I think we might be the only people who possibly are <laughs> caught up in this. I can't imagine there's a, like thousands of people weighing up what to buy a ticket for. OTT yeah. or Kevin Nash. <laughs> what would you do, Benno? Oh, you know what? I'd be tough. Kevin Nash and Southampton's a draw, isn't he? It depends what OTT announce, I think. I think that's going to be your biggest thing. And yeah, you're right. If, I mean, Nash and Ireland is probably the best uh, possible uh, compromise. But if Nash gets added to the For Love of Wrestling uh, thing, you've got to come here. Like, I was looking, like, oh. that that run of weekends is fucking ridiculous. Like, I'm. Oh, mate, we're going to For Love of Wrestling. Like, that's oh. the one that's absolutely nailed on. Don't that's the main worry. event. Steiner Brothers in real life, Joe. You've, you've got to do that. Goldberg's there. Kenny's there as well. You know, it's the big, uh, it's the party of uh, the springtime. Kenny but... Omega? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. I'm not bothered about meeting him. <laughs> I'm not going to pay £20 for a photo of him like JP did. Him in the bucks. Yeah. Oh, imagine the people who are going to be hovering around Kenny Omega. I think you're probably best uh, keeping your distance, to be honest. But yeah, that, that, like, that, there's like a month run where like, I've, I just said I booked, I haven't booked anything else, but I booked my flights to Carrick because it was £29 return from Liverpool to Cologne. So I was like... Oh. That's that's good going. Cologne's nice city as well as I we like, all. I'll just do it. I'll figure out work and stuff later. Then I think the weekend before that, I'm going away with the lads to Bratislava. The weekend Jeez. after it is that OTT weekend that I was considering. Then Full of Wrestling's coming up quite soon after that. Like, fuck me, March and April's, uh, yeah. If you thought things were going to calm, uh, calm down. You're going to be broken, mate. It's looking that way, to be honest. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to being a broken man. I will do three days in Oberhausen. Well, it's five days in Oberhausen, isn't it, for September? Yeah, I'm not sure running. on that. Like, that's a, they're trying to do like a mini G1 type thing, like over five days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I reckon Ambitious. It, yeah, I think they're doing like Wednesday, Thursday, and then it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, as usual, where Tag League used to be. I think that I think you'd expect most of the international people to skip Wednesday, Thursday, but I don't know, mentally, that's a bit like... I could have, you'd be flying out thinking, oh, I've missed two days of this now. I think even if even if the first two days were somewhere else rather than Oberhausen that they've announced, like I think yeah. maybe you wouldn't feel so much like you're missing out. I don't know, maybe it'll work. Maybe the geniuses. It sounds like a fun idea, like a European promotion doing like a, a G1 style uh, block. And before anyone writes in, I'm sure Eve or somebody has done it before. Uh, it, it's still a cool idea, depending on who the lineup is. It is. I'm not convinced like it's fun. <laughs> hate to say five days in Oberhausen three and I always think like you've kind of had your fill of Oberhausen but as much as I like I've enjoyed myself there and and kind of fond of it It, it, like five days are much of an ask. Five <laughs> days of eating utter shit as well. It's, yeah. Although it, I did manage to find some places that were like quite healthy last time, which I, I felt pretty good when about. When in doubt, go Turkish. That basically oh, yeah, seems, the, couple... seems to be the motto of most. Well, you two fucked that one, didn't you? I had that great meal and yeah. you two were just, what was it you I didn't, eating? I had a wrap, which was fine. Yeah, yeah, and I had that like great salad with the, the grilled chicken oh that chicken and then we waited in a what looked like a dodgy bookies Mm. drinking water and watching Chelsea in the Champions League if I remember right Europa Europa League League. yeah Yeah. fun times Benno yeah that's it that's the main reason I'm going out to Carrot to be honest to to try and uh, beat Joe's meal or go to that um, the Mm. Asian place that you went to that I missed out on last time oh the Uh, Japanese place that was was great yeah that That was really good good. yeah I'm not really going to see Oberhausen but to be honest like the Carrot lineup actually looks relatively decent this year they've Mm. Carnival, uh, obviously, uh, they've got Black Taurus in there, Eddie Kingston's in there, Alex Shelley's doing the weekend. 
uh, Daniel Maccabee's uh, coming back for it. It's looking looking like a solid little lineup. I'm guessing you guys aren't uh, aren't tempted to make the trip. It can't really with work, to be honest with you. It kind of hits like I'm doing more teaching this year, so it just makes it that little bit trickier. So, in terms of like big weekends away, it's it's with work. It's just very tricky, just given the nature of of the some of the classes I teach. So I can't do it. Mm. Um, like I say, for the love of wrestling, obviously I'll I'll try and do that. But looking at that lineup, it looks more like. A kind of PWG lineup. It does look. It, it looks very, very indie. Which they go in non WWE, aren't they? The Russo. They are, and that's the way to do it, isn't it? Because well, that, that way, then you get to book the show you want. Yeah, that's so, on, to that's, be honest. For me, it's peaked. I've done two. It's peaked. Um, I've no interest in. Like, it'll be good. I'm sure I'd enjoy it if I was there. But yeah, it's it's past its peak. I, I would. I would say like the. I was t- I was thinking, oh, am I going to do it this year? I think that the non WWE kind of lean and announcements for like for Carrot Weekend have made me a bit more. It made it more appealing, you know, rather yeah. than just going down the progress route of being WWE Junior. But then again, you know, mentioning progress, you know, and Carrot Noir being in that WXW lineup, I've got my tinfoil hat on now. He's he's progress uh, champion. He's doing Carrot. Like everyone's going, oh great! Is it the, the progress? I've got like an independent champion, and like the the pessimist in me is like, give it till March, lads. If it doesn't get announced that he's got a progress deal, I'll be shocked. I or, found sorry, this out. UK deal. Sorry, I found out about this and there being a progress show about five minutes before we went before we started <laughs> recording. It's like what? There was a progress show yesterday. Mm. I, I had no idea. Wow. Like, and I looked at that. I looked at the results and. If you think of this is still good, you're fooling yourselves. <laughs> like it's it Cara Noir is Steve Carino in two thousand ECW. Wow. Like he's good. He's he's absolutely good. There's some in there, definitely, but mm. this is again, I talk about stuff past its peak. This is way past its peak. Like it's it went past its peak about what, two and a half years ago, three years ago? And it's gone even further past it at this point. Like yeah, you're fooling yourselves. People are having the same conversations we were three years ago. Like I've seen a lot of kickoff about the progress fans groups today because there was like a there's a spot with uh, William Eva during the show where he did like the uh, you know the um, the Scott or what's the movie called it the, the sack of shit the uh, the fall away fall slam. away slam that's what, that's the way that I was looking for fall away like the thing that. Yeah, yeah, like, he does it into the Bradshaw used to do all the time. There you go, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. He does, he does it into the crowd, like which you've seen a million times on progress shows, but he doesn't really give any attention to the fact that there's still people stood there in the crowd. And I think, uh, I think it's uh, Oku he's doing it too, and he like takes out a fan uh, and like squashes a couple of other people. Like, there's been kickoff about that, kickoff about the fact that I think he, I think he broke a wall or something. Some other fan was saying that like he either, yeah, and that he, like he running, doing a running in, spot. which has he, it, like has he become like a madman or so? Well, is that his gimmick now or well, something? Well, that's the thing. Someone else was kicking off as well that like he think he got his he got his microphone like scraped it against the amp. And some bloke who was saying that like he has struggles struggles with hearing or something like that was kicking off about it. Like, oh fuck <laughs> off! Like you've gone to a live event, shit like this is going to happen. The world doesn't revolve around you and your one issue. Like, yeah. just grow up. 
the, the, like the fan groups imploded because it's like half the people kind of going, oh, you got you got to take that into account. Oh, you know, it's not it's not right that he like that if you're a fan, you're gonna get hit by a wrestler, and then the other half of the group going, well, that's kind of like been the thing in progress for the last few years. I'm kind of in the middle. I feel like Eva's just an idiot, and he could have easily just done the move without taking out a fan. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, it does seem like a a bit of a pile on over, like a bit of a overall a non-story. It's a funny. Well, do you know what, Ben? I wouldn't know what's going on in that fan group because I've I've been uh, take, oh, I've, I've, I've been just got kicked my out of it now. Are you out of it too? You've been kicked out yeah, too. Yeah, not blocked, but I was I was in there today. It, I, I I was like I heard about this. So I thought I'll have a look, and it's like I'm not there. So. Oh. Nice and strategic on Progress's part there, eh? Like hunting your name down on the list and taking. I'm really you not bothered. Did you say honest. Progress or Calm Leslie? Absolutely Lesley? fine with it. <laughs> possibly, I could give less of a shit to be honest with you. I, 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 it wasn't something I looked at. Whenever it would be like, you'd see something and say, "Oh, this is kicking off." So you'd have a look and you go, "Oh, my fucking eyes! I can't look at this anymore," and you just leave. So I can't imagine what's going on. Yeah, a, a sad, precious group of admins, particularly one person, running the fan group for a sad, precious group of fans who complain about minor issues that they kind of enter into by going to a wrestling show with no barrier. Let's be honest here. Whatever. Losers. I was going to say, like, do you, do you have any, like, uh, I don't know if we can do any real serious breakdown of Karanawabi and Progress Champion. I would kind of say... I mean, one thing I'll say... Why we, not? We would Why always, did they take the belt of Eddie Dennis? He was he separate his shoulder. Again, on an NXT UK taping. Yeah. Fucking hell. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, I, I would always say, like, think of the criticism we always gave Progress for, like, not striking when the iron is hot and, give, you know, going mm-hmm. to Travis Banks two years after his peak or a year and a half after his peak in Fight Club Pro, you know, going to... Oh, the he lost to Alexander Wolf this weekend, didn't he? <laughs> He's doing all right. Massive star, yeah. yeah got his wave well. losing to, a you know, a guy who couldn't get on SmackDown, you know, <laughs> going well for Travis Banks. Sorry, Benno, that's what you were saying. No, I was just going to say, like, you know what I mean, though? We'd always say, like, that they're behind the times and they're always late to guys. Like, they were late to even David Starr and then they fucked that too. Is that, Do you give them any merit for at least being early-ish to a guy? Uh, I know, I think Attack put their belt on him last month, apparently. Uh, I didn't know that until someone yeah, else pointed out to me. But... Attack. <laughs> at, at, at a substantial level, it, it's... Like I say, I, I'm of the opinion of why not. I mean, because to be honest with you, it's not something that gets me going in any for me going to shows. But you know what? So in that sense, I, I don't. It sounds awful. Say so I don't really care. Yeah, and, I was about to say I don't. Couldn't give any semblance of a shit. I think he's good. I think he's a good wrestler. Why not do it? But it's not something that's going to get me back on track with with sort of keeping up with it to be honest with you mm. partly as well if for nothing else the history of booking babyface champions in that company mm. has never seemed to have gone well and Cara Noir's a babyface so how does it integrate into stories which will be half of the reason for people going to see where it goes I didn't get the impression it was I don't know if it was sold out or not but it didn't seem obviously probably not as heaving as it was for uh, yeah. Jim's funeral well, I couldn't give a shit. I live with Jim and I die by Jim, so, you know. <laughs> Smallman loyalist. <laughs> it's all it's not been the same, has it? It's been a tough yeah. uh, 20 days, JP. Yeah, since, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that's the thing. I think if you're looking for uh, the earnest takes on, uh, on progress, probably the, <laughs> the wrong take. Yeah, I'm it's interested not in us. seeing it. It's, it's not us at this point. It yeah. certainly isn't. I feel like we've kind of... 
it's done that. And, and do you know what? It happens. I think I only realized the day before that the show was going on. Um, it isn't something like during it, I mm. keep up with necessarily what's going on. They appear to be doing sort of new things. That's cool. That's fine. Go go ahead and do it. But it isn't something I'm going to be following. All our all our tuning to progress for is a, a good laugh, and a good laugh I had when I saw what happened today, well yesterday, and a good laugh I had when Benno told me about the controversy kicking off, and a good laugh I had when I heard about probably Callum Leslie deleting you from that fan group. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, they're the main things. Yeah. Are yeah. you guys uh, considering what we were talking before? What like plans do you guys consider doing Fight Club Pro uh, for DTTI this year as far as like if I'm going to tag it to any Brit res? That, that looks exciting. Amazing mm-hmm. Red and Loki as a tag team. That's going to get me through the door in Manchester. That. I, I, I might do Wolves. I might not do Wolves, but I'm definitely doing Manchester based on that. Watford's near you, isn't it? I was going to say Watford is relatively near to us. And of the three, I'm kind of intrigued because Watford isn't a place that you kind of hear about being run necessarily. It's, and it's about, I can get there in 50 minutes yeah. in good traffic. When I went to Harry Potter World, we were there. That's what I was going to say. That's, that's, yeah, that's when I've last been. I've been to Watford before when I was younger. But Big yeah. fan of Harry Potter World, Joe? I've uh, never seen a Harry Potter film or read a book. So were you on a trip? I was on a college yeah. trip. That's That's when I went as well. For it. it was fine. Not mad in the Harry Potter, but I'm not the fucking target audience really either. So lots of other people enjoying themselves. Did you have you been, Benno? Never. I'm not a fan. That's not my thing. Harry Potter, <laughs> Lords of the Rings, even Star Trek and Star Wars. Not for me. Not for me. I find it difficult at this point in my life to kind of accept the idea that I'm meant to bow down to royalty in real life. So and whenever I think of that stuff, I end up thinking of Game of Thrones. And it's like, I'm nobody's fucking surf. I'm not tolerating that shite. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But anyway, I don't know where I've gone to a about that. <laughs> Harry Potter, Watford. I'm just intrigued by what business they'll do there. Yeah, it's an odd place like, to go to. He'll be there because... I wonder if they couldn't get um, the place in Shepherd's Bush. Because that place is an awesome, awesome uh, venue. Bush Hall, is Yeah, it? Bush yeah. Hall. It's a really, really good location as well. Like For me, that location... Again, I can get there really easily. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and it's right by my favourite um, trainer shop in the UK, <laughs> where I've bought several pairs of trainers that you can't find anywhere else. And when I followed him on Instagram, followed by Trent Seven, was like, ah, okay, yeah. that's where he gets all his trainers from. Okay. And like, yeah. So I, I, I'm up for shows there with Fight Club Pros. So I get a pay a visit to that little shop as well. <laughs> but yeah, Watford, uh, maybe go. Mm. I think they're doing they're doing better on the flyings than uh, the Rev Pro are. Did you see they announced Rhino, didn't they? Like I was like I was laughing at that. I was like, if I could yeah. Pro announced Loki and Amazing Red, which maybe it just appeals to like early two thousands indie smarks like us. But I don't know. Like I feel like you've got they've got the fingers on the pulse a little bit, and then Rev Pro announced Rhino. Rhino against Dan Maloney. I saw that graphic and I just pissed myself. Well, I think it. it's more think about where it is as a venue. See, I think it's more I saw that, but like no, I, I don't is think the argument is. families like oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's the casual audience. I think that the casual audience is yeah, the recognizable guy, the guy will get the picture in the ring of them. That's part of Red Pro's business. They he was on Raw recently, yeah. wasn't he? I'm, I'm thinking- usually done pretty well when they've done that mm. sort of thing. Mate, I remember seeing a queue of about 250 people for Justin Gabriel. <laughs> like, 
and he hadn't been on TV for a while. And I was kind of confused <laughs> as to why he was such, like, such an, like, he was so appealing to this fang base. Yeah, it was weird, like, really weird. Um, John Morrison, he hadn't been on TV for a good four or five years. And you should have seen his cue at Rev Pro in Portsmouth as well. So mm. I think, you think, think about Rhino, Attitude Era as well. He was recently on TV. They might make money out of taking photos of him. I, I I wouldn't book him myself, but if you're going for a more family approach, I can see it. And if he loses to Maloney as well, I suppose it's some sort of credibility to some extent. It's a question of whether, like, if he starts turning up like the cockpit in your call, I think all better off then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that. I don't think that's going to happen. They don't book that. He'll be too expensive to get for a cockpit show number one, probably. Yeah. And they don't ever book those sort of guys in those shows. Their business strategy is the shows they do in those kind of working class towns mm. um, where you get a family audience in and you you promote it as wrestling like for the family, sort of in a day, sort of early evening sort of slot that like they do in Portsmouth. They get that ex-WWE guy in to try and get a bit of a house to put on the poster and to get the kind of pictures and the nice little moments with. Um, it's part of their strategy. They've not done it as much in the last year or so. They seem to have stepped up their live dates a yeah, lot have, recently. Yeah. And David Starr back against Rampage Brown at the cockpit, I mm. saw, on the 2nd of Feb. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's I, back doing like the midnight ride that we get making. The Mr. America. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, I want to. I, I was going to try and watch that, but I haven't got around to seeing it. But I'll reserve judgment uh, for now. But I didn't think it looked great when I was reading the report on it. But I want to see it before I make proper judgment on it. It felt like that again. This is like the thing with Rev Pro, isn't it? We don't want to. Didn't plan on going through in a big Rev Pro discussion, but like the difference in you know a cockpit show to a York Hall to like these kind of town early shows. It felt like what was the venue that he came back in? If it like Guildford, Guildford, yeah. like. Felt like that was a moment for the cockpit now. Like, yeah, no, completely. Yeah. I was really like, oh, I don't know if because they didn't do cockpit shows this month because mm. of Wrestle Kingdom, and I wonder whether it was planned in for January and they wanted to rush it and get it in before the February shows been booked for it possibly, which is a bit annoying. But then it makes me think they've got something planned for him for your call mm. um, in a big way. Uh, maybe him against Zach with a unification match or something possibly. I was wondering, or him against Osprey again, if Osprey beats Zach at you, um, in, in Japan for the bell. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Is I'm thinking Osprey beats Zach in Japan, and I'm thinking that Star will do something at Uprising. Possibly, yeah. And then it's whether or not, here's another one, is Star going to the best of the Super Juniors as well, but... The rumour. <laughs> that is, is the rumour that's oh, out is there. It? Yeah. Explain why he's left, you know, he's left progress. He's beefing with Gabe Sapolsky. He's moving away from that side. Of the, I mean, he's already already on the air, very much firmly the other side. But yeah, it would uh, it would make sense, a lot of the, the rumours about David Starr, if that came true. And, and him coming back to Rev Pro. Good lad. Gabe's an idiot, isn't he? Fuck oh, me, yeah. No, did you see it all out of your Joe? That was like, that was a yeah. Twitter, uh, that Twitter thread of Gabe, like of just like, what, what's, the, what's David Starr's real name? Um, Max, Max Barsky. Oh, he kept going on about Max Barsky, Max Barsky, like it was the cleverest thing in the world. And I was just having like that, remember that cringy reaction, Joe, you'd have like on the, I know you were only at the very end, but like the ROH forum days when Gabe would just go off on somebody. Like he's never oh, changed. Yeah. He's the same very, very petty little man. He's just got a WWE contract in his back pocket now. 
Uh, if anyone didn't see it, really, do do search it out because it's amazing. It goes from Gabe calling David Starr a fake and saying he stiffs wrestlers. Uh, like apparently, famously did it in a Walter match, and no one wants to work with anymore with him anymore. Despite the fact Walter then went on to work with him what seventeen times since. Uh, and he goes, he's going, oh, it's just it's just the worst possible look. And then at the end of it all, like David Starr's whole point was, you need to pay your workers, you need to pay your workers. And then at the very end, Gabe's like, and another thing, we're going to start paying our, paying our wrestlers. Our tryout wrestlers, we actually are going to start paying them now. I was like, yep, David Starr won that one. It was also the bit about his visit to a concentration camp. Now, oh, Gabe derided that. That was fucking I was like, shit. what the fuck? Oh, like, talk fake about, tears. Talk about tone deaf. I mean, he, he got really away with it. It's one, it's he one always came across another, yeah. You are. It's Sorry. one it's one Jewish lad to another, isn't it? So you can get away with it, but like, yeah, he's a still. He's always come across yeah. as well. Like I'm I, you know, one of my claims to fame when I went to those ROH shows that we talked about on Ashrev Joe. He once uh, he once gave me a lift from New York to Philadelphia, gave him his wife, and I sat in the back of his car and he told me all kinds of stories about uh, Philadelphia and stuff while me and my mate were struggling to uh, find somewhere to sit on top of all the different McDonald's wrappers that were in the uh, the back of Gabe's car. But he was very nice to me, so I've always had the soft spot for Gabe, but yeah, he doesn't uh, <laughs> he doesn't uh, endear himself much, does he? And he hasn't changed much over the years. It sounds like you're one of the few people he hasn't bollocked at one time or another. <laughs> he would if he heard this. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a, I mean that's it's evolving in general, though, isn't it? It's it's like a piss yeah. pot like tin at company. Like, I couldn't be asked watching like a, a, with there's so much out there. Like I don't even think about Evolve as a wrestling company anymore. But he's got like this WWE connect, hasn't he? So he can use it to like get like impressionable young wrestlers to get a tryout or get a spot on his shows for like reduced rates and anything. He just never comes across well. Yeah, and it'll be plugging the fact that he's got Austin Theory onto NXT now, and that'll be his, that'll be the thing he'll be pushing for quite some time. Mm. Um, he's never looked much cop to me. I've only seen him a few times. Well, but there's nothing really looks necessarily the word, distinctive isn't it? Looks about all he's got. That's it. He looks. Yeah. He looks. Yeah. Doesn't he like a creator? He's the type of guy you know, Johnny Johnny Lonaritis with a sign ten years ago, but he does flip. Oh yeah, kind of guy you end up having to do the story mode on two K twenty something like that. Really, it's what, it's what you'd imagine him to look like. Yeah. That's not to say he's bad, but he's fine. Mm. And fine isn't something at this stage of the game which really is anywhere near enough. But it looks like he had the kind of right contacts and the right look. And and that's why he's there. Um, in terms of Evolve, wasn't it in Evolve where, um, who was it who did his backing on an Evolve ring? I know Triple H brought up that point about the dodgy ring and he seemed oh, to forget yeah. about Peter... Uh, Oh, name? I know what you mean. Um, I say Kazar, yeah, but it's... yeah, yes, yeah, it is Peter Kassar or something yeah. like that. He, I saw him uh, live once, and he was awesome. Like he was looked really, really good in another great evolve venue. You know that was yeah, it? yeah, in um, Ebor City, nah, Maryland. Oh. oh, where was it? It's just outside of Baltimore. Unfortunately, I think it's going to Baltimore. I think oh. a trip round Baltimore and a trip round the West Side would have been far more exciting than the Evolve show, but. <laughs> The Evolve show it was, and not a trip around the corners in uh, West Baltimore, but oh well. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the be- real uh, Baltimore. Sorry, JP. No, I was going to say, he hurt his back in a ring, and that appeared to be something that, you know, Triple H doesn't seem to have an issue working with him, but everyone else, he was com- that was part of the reasoning, wasn't it, of people getting injured hmm. and stuff like that. But anyway, I digress. I don't know if it's happened loads of times in Evolve. They're just a depressed... Gabe, 
Yeah, Evolver is an arsehole. quite a depressing company, if you ask me. Mm. The aesthetic's depressing. The look's depressing. The people that run it are pretty downbeat and quite depressing as Mm. well. Uh, They don't seem to have a lot of enthusiasm for wrestling. Like Sal Hamui, I've met him. There's not a lot of enthusiasm going on there. I'll say that. It's just the industry he works in. Yeah. Um, yeah, just a kind of dead company that has never had any buzz and has never really caught on. Yeah. And lucky enough to have that WWE connect. So got some really fucking good talent yeah. when Ring of Honor and Delirious were being extremely lazy yeah. and not signing great talent. Therefore, we didn't get a generation, a great generation of Ring of Honor, mm. which we should have got when the likes of Riddle, Ricochet, Keith Lee, etc. Yeah, decided to go work Evolve rather than work, work in Ring of Honor, which yeah. is a shame. Yeah, that's it. They, they kind of it fit, filled that role, didn't it? But at the same time, just never, never got any buzz. Never did better than like the 50 people at shows. Just never. It never had like the the aesthetic it needed to be the cool yeah, indie. Like it was, it was always one, it, it, like it's got that reputation and I think WWE like it because it's safe. Like Triple H can go to their shows and be like, not intimidated by it because they don't, they don't draw more people on them. You know, it's not like Progress doing 600 people. They're running, they're mm-hmm. running shows and they're, and they're basically running, I don't know, maybe similar amounts of numbers to what that Largo loop or what those smaller NXT shows go. So they kind of, they can stay in the lane and they can also be like, make WB feel cool, like Triple H feel cool with his like connection to the indies. Give Gabe's, it gives Gabe a reason to be relevant. Uh, and it just works for everybody, doesn't it? Keeps, keeps everybody happy. And then, yeah, just survives on a reputation of a, of a product that was, was never really there. Like what would you say is more dead in the water, Joe? Evolve or Ring of Honor? Like what? what oh, what'd... Like, whoever talks about Evolve, whoever yeah. even thinks about Evolve. Who watches Evolve? Who, yeah, Ring of Honor at least gets, like, you know, some some news around it and a little a little bit of, like, the Marty stuff this week. There feels like a little bit of buzz around Ring of Honor as a result of that and their announcements for WrestleMania weekend, like, with Osprey and with uh, Ishimori coming over. Shingo. Like, yeah, Shingo appearing that weekend yes. as well, is he? Oh, okay. Yeah, so impressive. I can't say I care for Ring of Honor. I can't say I think Ring of Honor have got any buzz, really, proper buzz as a promotion. Mm. And I think in a landscape where you've got a clear one and two and you've got um, the HBO in New Japan when they do big shows and Mm. they get the critical acclaim and all the rest of it, the companies below that are kind of, in my mind, a little bit irrelevant at this point. And I can't see Ring of Honor really outside of probably popping a house at WrestleMania weekend properly recovering, properly drawing fans again when you've got so many other options at this point in time. But yeah, Evolve are a far more dead company than Ring of Honor. Easily. Sorry. I was just going to say in terms of Evolve, the way that I've always kind of, the way I view them now is when I was watching my son play 2K19 and there was like this vision of what independent wrestling was that they had in their mind. And Evolve kind of fits it in some way. It tends to be grimy, shitty venues, yeah. low Basketball payoffs. You can see yeah. in the background. It's, it's National Guard armories and all the rest of it. It kind of fulfills the aesthetic of what they like. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy in a sense. Think mm. of the great Evolve storyline. There we go. Our silence <laughs> speaks about <volumes. laughs> I was going to say, like, link to that, and you mentioned it there. Like, I do think, like, 
Go, we we were in the middle of recording the British Wrestler Experience. Actually, yeah, if you want your British wrestling takes, head over there and listen to me, James A. Martin. There's a blog. Uh, but when yeah. we were recording um, UK Takeover, our review, like the news broke of Marty Scurll going to Ring of Honor. Like, and we were stunked at the time, weren't we, for takes? Because it was just so out of left field. Out there, yeah, we've had time to kind of digest that as a story now. But I would say, like, some of the first moves like that seem to be being made are interesting. Like, Bully Ray is apparently out of power. Where those WrestleMania announcements look interesting. The New Japan relationship seems to be seems to be back. I'm not saying there's a boom period coming or anything like, but like even the um, the, I don't know if you saw today, Joe. They announced a, an ROH past versus present show. And uh, we've just seen it this minute. We yeah, just on yes. it as you were speaking. The poster's got Homicide, Alice in Danger, Necro Butcher, Doug Williams, and Matt Sardell on it. You know what? Marty might have got me in. I might be a Ring of Honor fan again now, Joe. Meh. <laughs> no, is that not is that not your era? What if nah, you brought like if homicide? <laughs> I love, but he's not very good anymore. That's true. Doug Williams. It's good to see that you know the AIDS medication um, <laughs> is still helping him tick over, and he's still touring around. And you know he's not he's not passed away yet. That, that motorbike's just not running out of petrol, is it, Jack? No, it's not. <laughs> Necro Butcher. I'm amazed that he's not dead. Oh, I see the state of him. Mate, it's good to know he's still alive. The the picture is of the poster no, is he alive? <laughs> yeah, he's he's half dead, but yeah. he's still he's still hanging in there. But I've got a bit of a fear that he might die in whatever match he does. And you can probably see PCO versus Necro Butcher being a match that they might like to make. Um, oh. Although I'd rather see Dragon Lee Necro Butcher. That would be a laugh, wouldn't it? Um, Matt Sydal, nah, way past it. What absolute irrelevance. All the Ring of Honor talent that I'd like to see on this sort of show are in another company, um, or companies, I should say. So, ah, good attempt. Good work, Marty. Clearly a Ring of Honor fan. I was Marty, like the same age as me. Mm-hmm. So probably watching, probably ordering his Ring of Honor DVDs at the same time as us, Ben Owen. Fair play to him for trying, but not for me. Sorry, Ben, I've completely killed your um, <laughs> buzz for that one, haven't I? No, but like, I, I do, like, obviously, I'm never going to... To be honest, it's more of a nuisance. Like, part of this, like, I was hoping Ring of Honor was just going to go away and quietly die. And, like, if they're going to start putting, like, above-average shows on, like, yeah. <laughs> I've got to be like, oh, maybe I should watch that. Like, I wanted to just not think about them. Like, if Marty had, like, gone to AEW like we all expected, I think it would have made our lives a lot easier. Ring of Honor could have carried on down the Matt Taven, Bully Ray route. And I, I, it, I, I don't expect them to have, like, a full-blown comeback or anything, but them just being mildly interested again. Like, I don't know if you feel the same, JP, as somebody tries to watch fucking everything. Like, it's, a, it's an inconvenience to me personally for Ring of Honor to be in any way interested. It is. It's like another set of shows that really I don't necessarily <laughs> want it, to watch. Yeah, but in, you don't have you to don't watch have, it. I I can't know, help it, Joe. But there is that part <laughs> that's always intrigued by what necessarily in this case, what is Marty going to do, yeah. um, and how is he going to do it? Because at this point, he seems to have gone for. Obviously, there isn't the level of investment, and there's a crowd that's been pretty well burnt off. Um, mm. But it's the idea of just first of all trying to get attention. Yeah. Just trying to get some kind of attention back into the product. So there's these kind of little easy wins he can do. This past versus present show, the free show they're doing from Baltimore, the people they've gotten in for the um, Lakeland show over mm. Mania weekend. That's those things. However, one of them's a free show. It's New Japan that's going to be selling it in that Lakeland show. That's where all of the kind of buzz is going to be. And 
you know, what the hell has he got to work with? Now, there have been some reports that Bully Ray's not there anymore. Thank as God. Well. Um, <laughs> no, I'm so glad about that. Jonathan Gresham is Go like, be a fan. booking the women of honour. So I think he's training them as well, mm. which is probably a good thing. Is he going to get his girlfriend in? That's what you kind of wonder whether or not he get Jordan Grayson as well. Was she under contract? I don't know. Was um, there an impact Ring of Honor? deal yeah, he's gonna make friends with everyone marty that's the uh, that's the line isn't it he's gonna cross yeah. the aisle and make friends with AEW, make friends with the uh, new japan again maybe he can do it well this is the thing that they have that it kind of has to come in they have to realize that there isn't in the terms of ring of honor there isn't this national number two spot they're gonna get it's not mm. gonna happen especially with the AEW news this week that ship has very much sailed so if it wants to exist and it wants to stay relevant cooperation is the only way to go with this nwa why not the idea of trying to get new japan back on side and it's all the reports of new japan liking marty as well for what he does i think what we might end up getting is also a more motivated marty in the ring mm. that would be one of the hopes i kind of have have for it is that he might end up pushing himself a bit more and he's found himself in a hell of a position because what's the reported money about half a million? Yeah, fair, I yeah. kind of think he's always fair been a guy who's known when to jump. And oh, he, he jumped yeah. from this scene, like How the old UK is he? scene, same age as me, at the exact yeah. right time. Mm. Uh, and I thought to myself, there's no way he stays a Ring of Honor. Mm. But for that money, for the work he's doing and the dates he's doing, you can't blame him. You like, can't let's help. say he gets a year out of that and Ring of Honor closes in a year. That's five hundred grand for a year's mm-hmm. work, I and mean, then you go to AEW, and you probably still you're probably going to be hot again when you go there mm. because you haven't been seen for a while by a mm-hmm. lot of, by a lot of people, and you've got the the built-in history. So I, I get it. Helps he works a style that doesn't wreck his body, so he's generally in good physical shape. Um, wouldn't be surprised if he's doing that relation with New Japan, whether or not he'd end up doing G One at some point towards the I end. I can't of the see year. him putting him in a G1. I think they see mm. him as too small for a that G1. Would be, that would be the thing. That was one of the rumours. Yeah, it? he is that small. And he, but he is small. Yeah, but it's weird that they do that. And what happens with that relationship? Does it tie in with New Japan USA? Yeah. And some of the tours and some of the younger talent for that as well, whether or not they start doing that and getting, I don't know, Carl Fredericks on like kind of Ring of Honor cards where might actually use some mm. of those young line talent a bit more properly than what Delirious and Bully Ray did. Yeah, anything's got to be better than that, hasn't it? And like, that's the thing. I think hearing you guys talk about it and kind of thinking about it over the last couple of weeks, well, last week or so, it has started to make a little bit more sense. Like the whole, the whole like deciding to go and ring up on a thing. It still seems mm. a bit out of nowhere. I still like. I'm like Marty Scale is like the head. That's like that type of thing like that happens in like career mode in TW. Marty Scale mm-hmm. takes over Ring of Honor. Like it, I never would have called it, but it does make sense in, in some ways, doesn't it? Especially uh, if that money is so, there. To me, they're like the liberal Democrats of the wrestling landscape <laughs> in America. You've got the clear Tory party. I'll, I'll give AEW the, the Labour Party. Why the fuck not? The opposition. Problems with it. Messaging yeah, issues yeah, yeah. as well, yeah. Yeah, and then you've got the clear third. Internal factions. Maybe view themselves in a slightly more prominent way and from a, a sort of more prominent guise than they actually kind of have and overestimate mm-hmm. what they are. And previously they had a lot more influence and that certainly died, and people have certainly got burned on that. So that's how I sort of see Ring of Honor at this point in time. And I can't see him making a recovery anytime soon, even though there are little uh, signs here and there. So it's not genuine. It's still based on gimmicks. 
the three shows that I mentioned are still ultimately kind of unique yeah, not, shows in their own way. It's not a bad approach. I get what It's not a bad approach, but I think it's kind of born out of a desperation of trying to somehow make good with their audience for the shite that they've put on and the people they've burnt off. But in this day and age, good wrestling, at just a good level, can burn people off because it's not amazing. So if you're producing shite, you're in a world of trouble. Yeah. And they happened to get the king of shite and Bully Ray in, didn't they? And and see what happened there. Look, JP, he's off taking his own advice now. He's going oh, to go off, be a fan, do his shitty radio show, and hopefully, yeah, just... Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> Is that what he said? WWE. No, he said, remember about that, um, that fan who kicked off in the front row and he took him backstage to shout oh, at him and be an alpha yeah. male. That was the quote, wasn't it? Be a fan. Go be a fan. Like, that's the most Bully Ray quote of all time. But that now he's being told to do the same. So if there's any good that's come from the story, at least there's that. Yeah, it, it sounds like, though, the internal problems of that company are a lot deeper and it depends how far that stuff goes as well. And then ultimately, how much is Sinclair ever really going to invest into the product as well? And they're a shower of ourselves. Perhaps we're going to get the Ring of Honor AEW feud. Oh. The invasion you didn't know you wanted. Uh, yeah, the new yeah. CZW Ring of Honor feud. <laughs> Oh, or uh, IPW Defiant. Which me and you are the only two people that remember that feud. <laughs> I was going to say, did, did that actually what? exist? Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, we were there when they did the uh, Nexus-style beatdown when um, and they IPW invaded at Defiant wow. and they did an invasion sort of because obviously um, people were really kind of like in camps at IPW and Defiant. So it was well, the, the city of that, Birmingham was day, day if I remember right. Yeah, and those two, you know, really clearly defined promotions of those clear <laughs> identities and personalities. People just wanted to see them clash, so it took off and dominated Brit rest for a good period. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. Big memories. We're talking the uh, the decade in Brit res on it on BWE on Wednesday, so I'll be sure to bring that up. Uh, obviously, key moment. Uh, but yeah, on the um, on the Ringo Honor front, like I said, like the. Supercard of Honor is actually happening this year, which has shot me mainly a weekend. Like the the New Japan relationship back. Like that's a big thing. Like I honestly I said to you, JP, like WrestleMania weekend actually is starting to look interesting again. I think because that's mm. going on. I think like obviously like there's just the fucking dead of just meme show after meme show, like voices yeah. of wrestling and have got like a big schedule on their website and it's just Jimmy Lloyd, whatever the fuck, you know, Wolf's Workout, fucking all kinds of just bullshit shows over the weekend. And I was genuinely dreading, like, you know, the the big weekends where me and you and maybe the uh, the other parents of Joe will be we'll be doing our daily podcast. Because as we've said, JP, we can't help ourselves. Uh, it's on. We'll be watching it. But genuinely, like, the announcements have started to actually get good this week. Like I said, Ring of Honor is starting to look all right. GCW. I've started to um, do some make it look a bit interesting. Like I, I don't know why I would ever doubt GCW on a WrestleMania weekend, but like they've announced uh, Moxley and Barnett's finally going to happen on WrestleMania weekend. So looking forward to that. And I think one of my favorite things is that like Joey Janela, in the face of all of these shitty meme shows trying to copy his idea, his announcement so far from Muta at the very start, he's gone the opposite way. And he started that he's announced Will Ospreay doing a spring break show, which like he's got to be in there with an Alex Zane or one of the other um, GCW flippy dudes. Alex Shelley's been announced for it as well. I love that about Janela that like yeah, he's not just going to go carry on down that 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 same route and just do what everyone's trying to imitate him on. They've actually come up with like something relatively interesting. Like yeah, between that and uh, maybe what we'll talk about in a minute. Like I'm genuinely excited for WrestleMania weekend again. I know I'm going to be picking and choosing, but there's actually good stuff. 
Well, the problem we had before is what could we pick and choose from? Mm. There wasn't a lot of actually good wrestling shows mm. that seemed to be taking place over that time period. Now, at least I can think in terms of the WrestleCon show that I know there's one show that, oh, that yeah, Joe, announced for Joe that for will WrestleCon? definitely be watching in terms of What's the, that? the WrestleCon show because that's got Osprey and Chingo and the rest uh, of well. I've watched the last couple. They're kind of shit. They're kind of really? dead, aren't they? In like uh, that um, like convention rubbish room. Rubbish atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, Osprey Bandido last year, I was kind of bored and it wasn't connecting. Ah, I'll see. Like, <laughs> but I'm, I'll be honest. I've watched so much wrestling the last few years, and there's so much that I'm like, was that worth me watching? Ultimately, <laughs> did I need to watch that? I am picking and choosing. I'm picking my spots like Marty Scales oh, picked yeah. spots the last couple of years. <laughs> like, I've, I've always keep picked, yourself fresh, and I've always picked my spots anyway. But I am, I am picking. Like that show will happen, and then I'll listen to. It, you speak about it, mm. and that will be how I decide whether to watch it or not. <laughs> if I hear Osprey's holding back, I'm not going to bother. Mm. You, you watch Janela and Bloodspot, though, won't you, Joe? Oh, yeah. The GCW mm. stuff, I'll definitely watch. And you know what? I hate to say it. It'll be a year since I last would have seen them, but I'll probably end up watching that Ring of Honor show yeah. because of the new japan talent that are on there but i'll just try and think of it as a new japan show the ring of honor of like hijacked <laughs> oh. in some way we have to get you on for that joe like the the reunion yeah uh, get, get your, your take least, on the 2020 version at least your shoulder's not going to get separated this time <laughs> end up. yeah well i'll be sat next to you probably rather yeah, exactly. than you know some reject from the ecw arena so yeah well, i don't plan on beating the shit out of you for no reason during the show like he did <laughs> but what, what? Thanks. <laughs> that's a low bar isn't it you better company there you go jp that's nice yeah um, exactly i was gonna say like one thing that's been teased for that i think osprey was on twitter trying to get the uh speaking of retro roh he's trying to get the pure title brought back now will osprey wouldn't be my guy for that but i think gresham uh, showed some interest as well what if he did that over many weekend, Joe? Would that get you in? But you were pure. Oh, you were a obviously. Nigel fan. I hate to be honest, right? It's funny. It's funny what nostalgia does to you, doesn't it? Because I remember at the time hating the pure belt, the John Walters reign. The, I thought it was pretty good. The, yeah, the other um, what you call it, Matt Striker Even I reign. I've seen some of that. Ah, I just thought it, it, they should have got the whole hog. It should. What you know? What the, the pure title should be? It should be ambition, blood sport type rules. I know we didn't have that really back in the day. Obviously, there was UWFI, but it wasn't really the cool thing. But like the the whole like three rope breaks and no clothes fits stuff oh i always hated it were you a fan i thought it was all right i didn't mind it i, I think it was because i was a big nigel mcginnis yeah fan. he made it work and as better as anyone he did. made it work mm. and there were some really fun matches that he had during that period um so yeah for me it got nigel over uh really established him in the company he made it his own belt um, yeah, I, I didn't mind it. I was all right with it. John Walters, look, give me the film director, John Walters, and <laughs> the like, pink flamingos and uh, hairspray over the kind of average. Get those films with Divine in and uh, Yeah, yeah, was it, yeah. Oh, what was her name? Ricky Waters? Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was Chastion. recently on Celebrity X Factor. Really? Yeah, and Martin Bashir and Vinnie Jones, I saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you say hello? Yeah, Isn't he yeah. apparently great, though, Vinny uh, Jones? Vinny Jones, I turned someone off. And you know, like, when you turn someone off on, like, on demand, yeah. and you have, I had, like, the guide up, and I was like, oh, the clash, what's this? 
turned it off and the TV had been left on ITV and it was Vinnie Jones doing a clash medley. He was fucking awesome. Like he should have been the he should have been a frontman in a punk band rather than a football player and a and an actor because he had, he had the presence. And then he um, went away for a bit and he came. I turned it over again at the end and he was doing the Foggy Dew, the Sinead O'Connor song that Conor McGregor comes out. <laughs> oh to. God! I was like, what the fuck is going on here? When I was watching the McGregor fight yesterday, I was like, this should be Vinnie Jones singing this, not Sinead. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? If, if Vinnie Jones came up with Connor, that'd be the full babyface turn. I think I'd, I'd be into this uh, Connor rehabilitation thing they're trying to do. I'm not. What yeah. with the uh, rape allegations, which he's are clearly true. He, he's, yeah. it's, it's Tyson. It's every boxer ever. Where Maradona, really, yeah. honestly, Tyson and Maradona, yeah. I think are his heroes. Mm. And we all look the other way because of the lack good. And you know, forty yeah. seconds, and I know Cowboys are. We're on to UFC now, but I know Cowboy is not what he was, and he's he basically he's the guy, isn't he? Four days before a fight, somebody doesn't turn up, you get him in to get knocked out, yeah. or maybe get a fluky win. Like he's missed the 50-50. Connor did look great, and I even I was like going along with it, and I took kind of pull myself back. I was like, yeah, do remember though, he is an utter piece of shit, uh, as charismatic yeah. he is, and as good as he is, being honest. Like, well, I don't know, maybe it's being a wrestling fan that's just maybe not expect anything from uh from the, the sporting greats at this point. Uh, I don't know. I. I have a low bar. I think I heard Will Cooling make a comment of this. Like, I just assume them all to be absolute arseholes until proven otherwise, which is a horrible way to look at people yeah. generally. But to a certain degree, I don't, I never kind of, I don't know, I'm not of the age, but like my kids wouldn't look at someone like Conor McGregor as a kind of role model necessarily to kind of look at someone like that. And it's the idea of the role model and the people who kind of end up idolizing them and then forgetting all of the kind of the willful ignorance of, of all the other stuff that he's done in terms of the fight. It was exactly, I kind of, I don't know. There was a part of me still thought that Cerrone has the kind of one punch, but then as soon as it started and the way it kicked off, you went, Oh, this is going only one way. And I was glad Cerrone, who I've always liked watching, got a big payday as mm. one of his last fights. Yeah, yeah. So from that perspective, I was quite pleased that he will have done well out of it because he's someone who deserves it. The way I thought about it was my reaction to the Oldo fight, where I was like flipping out and couldn't believe what I was seeing. Mm. This one, I was like, oh, shit. And it was a kind of similar situation. I just mm. think that's where my sort of level of interest is in McGregor at this point in time. Obviously, I still watch. And I don't watch... I'm not into MMA at the moment. No, I me neither. Why? It's the, like, it's the least I think I've ever been into it, to be honest with you. And I think the, I the McGregor stuff is an issue. Bisping retiring for me was a big thing as well. Mm. I love Bisping as a personality as well. It could get me into fights. John Jones. John Jones is the biggest issue and the drug testing. Um, yeah, he's a and like my favourite yeah. fighters will just seem to be going at the same time. Cormier is on his way out as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, my interest think, uh, sort of real low ebb with MMA generally at this point in time. I think they kind of it's done the WWE thing as well, where like content is king, and they've gone that same WWE plan of just pumping out, pumping out, pumping out show after show, guy after guy, and it just stops meaning anything, doesn't it? They're making more money, you know. And, Good on them, I suppose. It's the right business thing to do, isn't it? But like the last like two or three years, it's just like, how do you possibly keep up with UFC? I don't think it's like, and I've heard it said before, like, you, you're not supposed to. It's a bit like what I think Vince's attitude to WWE is now. I don't think we all kind of think, oh, how do they expect us to watch this, all these hours of WWE? And I think the answer is they, they probably don't. They just expect somebody to watch it. And I think it's the same thing with UFC. It's just 
the they've gone that route of just we'll put so much out we'll make so much money we've got a base audience who'll probably watch the bigger fights and even mm. if like a a big mcgregor fight doesn't do the numbers it used to because it's on you know a, is the espn the streaming service it's on now rather than yeah, yeah. Review. yeah like but they're gonna make their guaranteed money and they you know the, the rich end of ufc is gonna get richer and that's all that matters it's like that's yeah. ufc is wwe in so many ways it is. It's it's funny. It was like a bigger kind of issue that we've all kind of touched upon in mm. in recent ways, where a lot of companies seem to exist effectively because they're content providers, and that's the reason why Ring of Honor does it for those kind of local syndicated shows around the country. AEW is that with the which we'll get onto in terms of the TV deal they have. That's about content for TNT, possibly mm. TBS, the Bleacher Report stuff that they have going on. WWE, as we always know, that's just content for Fox and USA. Without it, USA are in the shit in terms of their ratings. So they've got don't really seem to produce anything else that draws anywhere near the kind of numbers that Raw does. And then you look at like MLW are trying to get a, like the, apparently they're oh, not that yeah. far off getting a TV Showtime deal. Showtime was the rumor, wasn't it? Like going Showtime really? was that's the rumor. That's really interesting. I didn't even see that. If they did that it like one a boxing style, me more than others because yeah, definitely yeah. Showtime, I think, have always been good when they presented combat sports. Yeah, yeah. if it was like what we were hoping AEW was going to be at the start, you know, like yes. a, a big special every couple of weeks, maybe not weekly TV. As much as I enjoy MLW's weekly TV, you can't watch that every week. But if it was like that, you know, where there was just a special every couple of weeks, I think I'd be into that. Absolutely. I think there would. one thing I do want to see when it's on their TV is that angle at the end with the Tom Lawler stable. I think, is it Team Filthy? Mm. And then they did a thing in Texas where he was like wiping his ass with oh, the with Texas the flag. flag as people yeah. are shouting at Tom Lawler. And it's just like the bloke is magic, which then always brings up the point, why the fuck is no one booking him over here? Yeah. Other than the great man, Stephen Flutter, who seemed <laughs> to completely get it straight away. Got him into plenty of matches that weekend, of which we didn't see all. We saw all but two of them. <laughs> yeah, we need to meet more of that. Yeah, they've got good things going on, though. What do we want? If like, yeah. if they make it more visible and they go like that style, yeah, that could work out. Like that, that's a that's a that could be a really cool thing. They've also and I've brought this up before as well. Um, they're very good because MJF is effectively gone, but in that time, MJF has managed to get Alexander Hammerstone pretty much over with a lot of that that audience as well Mm. and Richard Holiday in the time that he's there which just shows how well they end up using it I know they're doing the same with Jimmy Havoc and Mance Warner the idea that he's there to just lose these death matches so is Jimmy Havoc going to stay with AEW they haven't booked him in a while well why would you book him (laughs) (laughs) I think I think we're blessed aren't we that's Tone's attitude. Look, I'm glad I've not had to see him mm. on that TV for a few weeks because but, when he was there, he was painfully exposed. And yeah. yeah, it's the stuff. The only stuff in MLW that I don't watch is the stuff that he appears in. Like he'll appear on that everyone's on, but his contract must be running out pretty soon as well. So if he loses AEW, he'll be um be back at the boring chapter one. Oh, I mean, there's a match. Yeah. <laughs> Dream match. Oh. No, I won't be watching. Um, uh, but yeah I, I'm kind of like I like MLW mm. and I like what they do with a lot of the younger talent it is very raw but that rawness is kind of part of the intrigue and having Mars go into it but in terms of watching some of Hard to Kill which at points was really should have been called Hard to Watch because <laughs> some of it apart from the, the main event which I liked and there's a couple oh. of other matches I haven't seen on the card it- Comparing the two, MLW, which 
those two seem to be so familiar in my mind for a little while, but it mm. seems like MLW has the advantage when it comes to the kind of certainly the quality of the storylines. It comes up more, it comes out like more like a high value product, doesn't it? Impact comes across as like the shindiest indie that somehow got a TV deal at this point. Like uh, as far as professional, uh, like a professional setup goes, like MLW have gotten them beaten. But yeah, did you watch the whole article pay for you? Did you do uh, JP? Because I only watched the main events. Like I was as much as I enjoy like Rob Van Dam and his middle age mid midlife crisis with his girlfriend, his girlfriend's mm-hmm. girlfriend stuff, and get them kicked off twitch because they did the segments on impact this week that i did watch that was basically like a mini porn yep. um, as much as i do have a laugh at all that stuff even me i was like ah, i'm gonna cherry cut this one i can't i can't i can't watch more moose matches uh as much as a bigger fan of i was seeing him in a random pub in preston uh, i can't say i'm uh, closely following the career of moose at this point or the career of rhino or rob van damme He'll always bring a smile on my face when you mention Moose, though, for some reason. Anytime I mention him, I've just got the image of him eating a Chinese <laughs> at the in Preston. It's it's those kind of images that I, I kind of take with it with him. So he just makes he's just like a figure of fun for me. And him and a counselor's wife as well. It's probably the other one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, less about that. Yeah. Did you watch the whole thing though, JP? Did you bother? I form a counselor. I didn't. I'm oh, I didn't know that. I made some of the um, I made some notes on some bits of it at the start oh, on, because I started watching when there was a rain delay in what um, turned out to be England winning two one putting a bloody uh, good. This is my time to take a piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> JP, let's do it's the, the holy combination of impact and cricket that's driven <laughs> driven Joe away for at least two minutes. Um, so I I watched it and I liked the venue. From what I saw of it, there's stuff about the presentation that they do well, but there's so much of the old TNA about the place still. They can't help themselves. Much in the same way that they inexplicably seem to find one person or a company in this world that falls in love with them to the point where they do irrational things like Dixie Carter did with with TNA, and now Anthem seems to have done by buying a television station, kicking New Japan off it, so they can bloody devote it to effectively TNA. It's fucking wild when you think about it, Benno. Mm. Shouldn't work in any sense of the world, but people seem to absolutely fall in love with it and not let go. And I've <laughs> let go quite a while ago on this. But there is like this there was a bit that I did laugh at. It was more around like the kind of stories and the build up to it. So do you see Trey Miguel Ace Austin's story? I haven't no. I've seen like uh, I, I like Ace Austin. Uh, he's, yeah. actually, he's over. He's doing TNT in Liverpool in a couple of months. Okay. I like I like Trey Miguel, but I've seen enough of them on the Impact TV. I wasn't. Uh, oh, did I miss out by not watching this one, JP? Well, it's all based around Trey, uh, Trey Miguel's mum mm. and um, Ace Austin asking her for a kiss and stuff like this. Amazing. And I won't well, I lie. Part of me thinks a mum-based angle <laughs> could be. It's is not the worst way to go at times Sounds in great. order to get that kind of reaction. Don Callis, so fucking genius. There was that. There was, I mean, I just put down like, when it's all about RVD, just RVD is Charlie th- Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Basically, that, that's kind of what this is. He did the do moment. the winning quote, to be fair to him, like it's 2004. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would do it. He's very much stuck in the 90s, is Rob. So, I mean, like. Is he a hero? I don't know. Well, my hero, it's yeah. too much for me. Just <laughs> looking at like, I, I was, it was just exhausting looking. I was like, oh my God, like 
Jesus, he just seems like you would say living his best life, but there is a very <laughs> much bleakness behind it as well at the same time. He, he didn't um, bring any of this up to me and Matt here, JP, at, uh, at the full of a wrestling when we had that uh, those beer okay. with him till the early hours. His girlfriend, He's your and, mate, isn't he? So. His, his girlfriend and his girlfriend's girlfriend didn't come up. I'm not sure if he was still married at the time. Maybe he hadn't got, got quite into the midlife crisis, boat, but I can't I can't help but be happy for our Bob. I think it's uh, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. Is it what is he now? What fifty something like that? Getting towards fifty. Or is he 40s? He must be in his, like, sort of mid to late 40s. I think he's late 40s. Late 40s. 40s. It just looks a bit tragic to me. Look at that. Got yeah. rid of his theme music, you know? Oh, Rob Van Damme. Yeah. The whole fucking show. Got rid of it. That's a shame. That's, That's a real tragedy. tragedy. Yeah, that was the best thing you had going for him. Then he just there. reminds me of what JP would be if he never had kids. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not this me. Is, I just looked mm. it up. He's 49. This is going to be 49-year-old JP. I did. <laughs> but, you know... I did make a note in it because I did think about Joe while watching this show. And there was a part of me thinking, if you, it's some of these nonsense parts that if he, in the right context, would be the kind of things that make you laugh. The idea of Ken Shamrock in a feud. The, the RBD state of done, done different. I know. The body and the face are from two completely different human beings. Because <laughs> he looks like he's in his 70s in his face. Mm. But he's just, he's ripped to fuck, but can also barely move. That was mm. awful. Right. Yeah, him and Madman Fulton at the beginning. It was it wasn't good. So you had Shamrock, like I say, mum based angles. I think you weren't in the room at the time. Mum. Yeah, yeah, and I was like Trey Miguel's mum and Ace Austin was coming on to earn in their next division match. Sounds great to me, Joe. Is it his actual mum? They're saying, but with TNA, you don't know. Claire Lynch wasn't real, was she? <laughs> oh, that was that was yeah. great though. That was a classic storyline. Um, oh, especially AJ's shoot interview where he talks about that storyline. Oh, he said he was promised the happies of ass, and then she turned up. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, they have got to bring it back. Like, I can't believe we talked Mania weekend before JP and didn't talk the retro show. The plan and do it on Mania weekend, similar to oh, ROH. Yeah. They're not going to be. Able, it's it's literally it's it's branded TNA Total Nonstop Action. And I think they're letting um, Ethan Page have the book. And the majority of TNA legends are signed the WWE and AW contracts. But if they don't bring back Claire Lynch, they're missing a trick. She should be the main event of that show. This is are like, they doing like an ECW one night stand TNA show. Very yes. tongue in cheek. Like Ethan Page yeah. was doing like a um like Fucking a t- he was pushing on Twitter, like getting fans to like start <laughs> hashtags and try and convince management to give him the book for one night and run a TNA retro show. Honestly, it's gonna be full of like flying oh, can Elvises. Can Ric Flair get ice? Sonny Siaki. <laughs> Yeah. No, this this kind of version of oh like, my, Jay Elvis has shown me this. Oh, need wrong killings out there. Jeff Jarrett's under contract. Uh, we got Shamrock. He was the first ever champion when it was NWA TNA. Yeah, he so you could get him in. Could do that. Uh, fuck it out, bring Kevin this. Nash. He could make an appearance. Oh, oh, Kevin Nash could bring back that. Um, the theme, yeah, the, um, you know, when he basically squashed the entire X division. Yes. Yeah. He could do that again Paparazzi with that trope. Productions. Yeah, yeah, they could bring that back. That was, that was all right. Contract. Watching matches from three sided rings. Yeah. They used to always talk about. <laughs> yeah. You know, in them, though, they'll do the dancing girls in the cages. That's the kind of stuff. You know what they, they can do? do? Oh, God. Oh, why am I getting excited Go about on, this? Go on. You and Ethan Page have been this. Don West. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, they need to. Come on, Red. Come on, Red. Go, Red. Go. Yeah. Oh. yeah. 
Dixie, she's got to be there. Oh, she's already, she tweeted about it today. She uh, promoted it on Twitter, which of course she did. She's got to. I want, if Dixie and Claire Lynch don't do a dueling mic segment, I'm going to be devastated. Oh, I might get Surge out there as well. <laughs> Female cre- creator, oh, Russo. I could, that. I could do without Russo, to be honest uh, with you. He'll be there. You've got to think out yeah. the box, though, because you can't get, you're like, so like Abyss is under contract. Joe, AJ, you've got to go full shitty. Early. Shark Boy. Yeah, Shark Boy's got to be on the show. Like Michael early Bentley. Oh, the Bentley Bounce. <laughs> the Bentley Bounce, get that back. <laughs> Michael Shane, oh, is he still alive? Bring him oh. back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who's that? Who's still alive? Michael Shane. Yeah. Sean Michael's nephew. Genuinely, remember that, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, that Johnny Devine. Remember him? Oh, oh yeah. eight one. You know yeah. what they need to do? Yeah. Dust off, <laughs> Scott, Scott, Scott him off. <laughs> Got him there already. Petey Williams, he's <laughs> there as well, isn't he? He'll be. Yeah. Dust Pretty off, always. Monty Brown, and bring him back. Like no one's well, seen him in about fifteen years. Imagine if he comes out like in the shape of Ken Shamrock or something like that. Pounces somebody to end the show. Oh, there's money in that. I'll have to look for it, but I saw a photo somebody had taken of Monty Brown not that long ago, and he looked in good shape. Yeah, get him in, get get the proper pounce on the go. It's a shame. um, I want Ron Killings in there as well. It's a shame. Classic Ron Killings. Bobby Lashley has just got remarried in WWE because I tell you what, a Scott Steiner Bobby Lashley feud rehash is something I'd be more than up for. (laughs) What a feud that was. All, all I really want, Joe, is for them to, if they can't get those types of guys, lay out the money and bring back some of the classic themes. Like, slip Serge a tenor and get the rights to, like, that marvellous me, Razor Ramon, uh, Scott Hall song. Get Nash coming out to the, uh, the Still Dre ripoff. Like, bring back some of the classics and I'll be happy. As long as, as, long as they play my world in memory of oh. the real king of TNA, <laughs> oh. we haven't mentioned at all during No, this. he's under contract though, isn't he, JP? That's the sad thing, poor Jarrett. Do what NWA oh. did with Cornette, just pretend he's dead. Aren't they Do like, like a 10-bell salute to a screen of Jeff playing my world. <laughs> just people stood up the aisle. Don't WWE claim to be friends with TNA now? They kind of, it's weird because like, they did... Borrowed footage, haven't they? Yeah, he's so maybe, you know, part of the deal, bit of Jeff in. But then the main other... event, stroke in the main event. Oh, <laughs> King of the Mountain match. Oh, oh they've got to be... redo that um, classic Nash Jeff Jarrett. Chris match. Harris. Chris Harris on oh, this as well. Yeah. Oh, America's Most Wanted. I, if, if Lance Archer's there, I'd be well up for a bit of. Oh, no, he wasn't America's Most Wanted. That no, was, no, no. Uh, uh, Harris and Storm. He Storm. was. Yeah, he yeah, was James if Storm. you get um, Lance Archer. Kid Cash to pull Mate, later. Lance Archer and Rock and Rave connection. Yes. Jimmy Rave in for the weekend. <laughs> That's what we want. Oh, my God. Lance Hoyt, sorry. Ethan Page. Hoytomania. And it's WrestleMania weekend. Hoytomania yeah. will be running wild. <laughs> I'm more excited for this than I should be. We, we, I'm we, excited for a fucking meme show. <laughs> this is the meme show we want, though. Yep. Oh, I feel like I've got to watch this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've gone from, like, how do they pull this show off to, you know what, they really could pull this show off. And it could yeah. be the show of Mania weekends. Joe and Janela eat their dust. Done right could be glorious. <laughs> TNA though, and TNA and Done right are not things that go together. Very true. It's it's embedded in its DNA. It's a shame it can't be at the Nashville Fairgrounds or oh, the Impact yeah. Zone. To be honest with you, Orlando's yeah. only an hour up the road. Yeah, they, they really should have done with that. Gone like back to the sound stage on the full impact zone. Yeah. Get the same front row fans doing the Bentley bounce and uh, going mm. pints with line toys after the shows. Oh, could have really worked out. Oh, I'm still I'm excited for it. No, this is the exactly. show many weekends. This is the one. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, oh it's tragic, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's definitely added to the watch list. I'll say that much. Yeah. Um, so that was our review of Hard to Kill. Sorry, that was our review of Hard to Kill, which we didn't even mention the main event of all things. Oh, that, you know what? We dump on TNA JP, but I tell you what, like I really, really, I, I said the last week when we did our top ten of the year, it wouldn't have made my top ten, but I felt like I wanted to put it as an honorable mention. The uh, the first Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan match. And you can say what you want about them both being pieces of shit, and they probably are. But like we said earlier, I don't know whether it's just it's a me thing, but like I, I don't really care too much about all that stuff. Like for me though, like you'd struggle, despite whatever you think of them as people, you would mm. struggle to find matches where like you get two people who play their roles so well. Like Sammy Callahan is so I know it impacts like a shindy at this point, and mm-hmm. maybe you know. In the classic era of the TNA, Sammy Callahan's nowhere near the top of the card. But this is what they've got. And he is such a fucking shit. I thought he was brilliant in his role. I thought Tessa was great as, like, the underdog, like, taking brutal punishment and basically killing herself just to stay in it. Like, I absolutely love this thing. Like, I, I wouldn't go higher than, say, a 4.25 on Grapple. But I would say mm-hmm. as far as the match being what it needed to be even in the shadow of all that Tessa Blanchard nonsense that I suppose we have to mention, like I thought it was absolutely just perfectly done uh, for the story they were trying to tell. Yeah, it was um, It was a match that I kind of, you know, after everything that had necessarily gone on, I was kind of fascinated by seeing what the reaction was to it. And it felt, you know, pretty quiet. But then soon enough, the crowd were just completely with it mm. and completely engaged. I went four stars on this yeah, in the sense that it, I thought I thought it was it was very good is what I say it was and it was enjoyable and Callahan was well they were both working her ass off but <coughs> Callahan was really working his ass off to get the kind of doing the job given what had happened that weekend mm. then he managed to get her baby face heat that's pretty damn impressive no if you're managing to do that, given... Ah, uh, TNA. What TNA crowds don't give a fuck. T- look at what they did with Rob Van Der. Yeah. The TNA crowds are Mike Elgin, Moose. Eve or elements of the progress yeah. crowd. TNA crowds aren't woke. Well, this is it. And um, and the way that they did it, it, it really worked. And it was a great match. Like you say, it was like he laid it in a bit on the near falls as well. Um really like i always like that kind of constant pace throughout just like never bored i found it to be like quite an easy watch this mm. one as much as anything else and it's like not like necessarily going completely overboard on it but i thought for what it was they did a very good job in terms of the presentation mm. what i will say about her is they'll get to a point where there'll be some people who don't want to follow her or anything <coughs> else that's not going to stop her from being booked she's an excellent wrestler the criteria is based around necessarily her as a wrestler her as a human being doesn't sound particularly nice but in wrestling my god considering ah, some of the she's people the best are, female wrestler in but in terms of her talent as well she is it her attitude is the thing that does always answer the question i suppose of why she why hasn't been hired by a ma- why she's yeah. not been hired by a major company yeah. i she's good. i think i could see AEW at some point surely i think especially so. with her dad there you and know. i think in, and i think people will they'll be should be kind of forced to change the behaviour. 
if she's necessarily yeah. signed up into it, if she is signed up by someone. Yeah, and, you know, some of the comments she yeah. made are true. That's not cool on any level at all. And you wonder what went on in Magnum TA's house when she was growing up, possibly. <laughs> if that's learned behaviour. Well, he bore her up, didn't he? She uh, wasn't in with Tully. Yeah. yeah, he was I her step um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, if that's learned behaviour, you know, old Magnum. Yeah. Uh, she, well, I don't know, I don't know. Speculation, but yeah, yeah as far as a talent goes, uh, I think she's the best female wrestler wrestling sort of in the US. Yeah. I don't think there's anyone that's close to her. I, I look at that AEW women's roster and how bad the women's wrestling is in AEW. Oh, fucking and sucks. I look at how good Tessa Blanchard is. And mm. she's so good. Her execution is like second to mm-hmm. none. Her offense is awesome. There are little things she adds to her offense that just make it stand out a little bit more. Her selling is amazing. Her mm. face expressions. Yep. I, I've not seen a better um, female wrestler sell um, in, in a long time. Yeah. Like her selling her facial expressions when she's in submission moves, when she's struggling, when she's coming from underneath. So good. But also when she's working on top, her facial expressions are as good when she's dominating someone. Like she's next level talent, if you ask me. Her and Io Shirai is a match that I would absolutely love to see. I think they kill it. Her and Asuka, if WWE would ever book Asuka right and they sign Tessa, I think it would be second to done. Problem is with AEW, I can't see who they've got opponent-wise that would be good enough for for Tessa. I don't rate these Japanese women that I'm told are amazing from stardom, like that one who does the Freddie Mercury gimmick. She's kind of shit, if you ask me. Emi Sakura. Um, That fucking song as well. Oh, I hate the whole presentation. Hikaru Shida is all right. Um, But, yeah, I I just think she needs opponents as well Mm. and i look at wwe and i think charlotte i'd love to see that match sasha banks i think they'd have a killer match together bailey as well um i don't think becky lynch is very i'd like i think becky lynch is yeah they'd be an aura but i think she's really sloppy as a worker if i'm honest with you i think she's quite overrated as a wrestler i think that i think that charlotte but bailey sasha banks asker Kyrie sane um, probably Rhea Ripley at this point as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Io Shirai, maybe Candice are f- better wrestlers than Becky Lynch, if you ask me. But you think about the wrestlers I just listed off there. There's a, a plethora of talent that I'd love to see Tessa Blanchard face in WWE. But yeah, it doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. And actually, you know what? I don't really want to watch WWE. <laughs> but yeah, if WWE, if AEW can pick up someone who would be a good rival for her. Yeah, get her in. Definitely. Yeah, and she is. She's just, again, okay, she's a piece of shit. Okay, if she said the thing that's alleged she said, then she probably did, given the amount of people who've said yeah. that, you know, and uh, denials don't help her either, do they? Like, it's just like at this point, when there's like six witnesses, just admit it and move on with your life, you know, to the extent that people are going to let you move on with your life. Uh, that's that's the inexcusable part. I don't really care about a wrestler being a bully backstage and being a piece of shit. I just... I just don't. Uh, I think if you if you start caring about that, then there's going to be lots more stories out there that are going to kill you, your faves as well. But if she yeah. has genuinely put that behaviour behind her, then hopefully, yeah, AW do take a look at it because she's wasted on impact. Like she, she has just got like you said, Joe, about her selling and stuff. She's got like it's a presence thing for me. It, she just yeah, comes across definitely. like a star. It was the same in your call when we saw her there. Yeah. She carries herself like a star, and yeah, she can. She, I, I don't, I don't like intergender wrestling 
and both of these matches now I've just not thought about it I've just enjoyed it for what it is and I just mm-hmm. think she you know it's a story you can tell I suppose and it's a story that was told so well and it was mainly because and I don't think Sammy Callahan should be lost either because I thought he was great like the spit falling yeah. off his mouth and just being an like an absolute detestable piece of shit he was great in his role too but so was she it was about how good both of them were in the roles wasn't it JP yeah it really was it was it was really well cast for it and yeah a really good match but I mean, in terms of the other stuff I saw on the show, it was like the best match by quite some margin. Yeah, I think in agenda you can do now and then. It's not something I want to yeah. see. It's a story constantly. you can yeah. tell, isn't it, yeah. Joe? Rather than being like, yeah. I don't like it when it's a cause. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I always thought the way. I mean, I said it before with Riptide, the way you're doing it like Street Fighter, basically. So it's kind of done. I think you can do it at that level. Of- and that's what I was going to say. Do it that independent and that's, level, and that's where it works. Yeah. And that's but how wrestlers get better too. Like Millie McKenzie isn't as good as she is if she doesn't wrestle Meg. Yeah, yeah. And I think do it at the independent level. I'm fine with that, but it depends on the presentation, the promotion. Yeah. But if Rev Pro start doing it, I think it would be kind of weird. It'd be awful. But Fight Club Pro doing it just feels fine. natural. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But it's all in the presentation. Definitely. Uh, anything more on that Impact Show, JP, or should we get into uh, to AEW? Oh, we should get into AEW. Good old AEW. Well, we did tease it there, didn't we? And yeah, because we've had a, a few specials and the Christmas period. Like, we haven't had a big old chat about AEW. And we're not going to go, like, comb through the, the show by show for shows that happened two and three weeks ago. But I suppose we can talk broad strokes and maybe talk in a bit more detail about the last AEW show. But it's been an interesting little period for AEW, isn't it? The, the, the lads all went to Benidorm this week. You got to see... Uh, Taz got signed and all the uh, all the announcers in their lovely uh, Hawaiian shirts for uh, the Bash at the Beach episode this week, which I thought was a genuine improvement on the previous week that I thought was one of the worst TV shows I think I've ever seen, which was a damn sight worse than the week before that, which we thought was a really great TV show. It's kind of been all over the place these last three weeks, like the narrative with AEW, but despite it all, they managed to sign themselves a new deal. They're going to be solvent for a few years going forward. I suppose that's the the, the main story that that's happened, but what a weird, weird three to four weeks for uh, for AEW. I'm 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 struggling to peg them at the moment. Like yeah, for all the uh, for all the negative you can say about them, you know the they're a fully solvent business at this point. The ratings have rebounded. Mm-hmm. Like that show a couple of weeks ago with that rotten Brandy Rhodes promo backstage that led into. Sorry, the, sorry, the, so the commentary work that led into like a terrible match that led into a terrible Dark Order moment. And then you look at the ratings and they actually did sound. And then they did sound the week after. Like, I don't even know how you analyze this stuff. Like, what has AEW been these last few weeks? And what is, what is the biggest story there out of all those different things? You know, even them losing out on Marty that have uh, come out these last few weeks, JP. It's kind of wild, isn't it? Um, mm. Of what's going on. And if nothing else, like, it's interesting to follow them. There's always stuff going on with AEW. Um, I suppose, first of all, like the TV deal being the kind of big one, Mm. the thing that we all would have wanted, the worst thing that could have happened to the industry is that it doesn't work on TNT and it goes under within a year because it's kind of almost the death knell of there can't be a major national touring company in the US Uh, TV company in the US that can compete on any kind of level with WWE. Mm. They've got to the point where the main thing they needed was some sort of financial stability, which appears to be the case there. And they're not going away for the next couple of years. 
which the thing that you would hope happens as a result, and this is all very much wishful thinking, is that they should, if nothing else, be able to calm down now. They've mm. got security. They've got that kind of sorted out. There's a good opportunity here to kind of not overbook things and go, actually, we can do stuff that lasts two years. If you're really going to do that, you can have that long-term vision with someone like a Darby Allen is obviously perfect for it. Mm. Work two years from now because you've got it. You've got it paid for. They're making some money on the deal, um, it, which is an interesting one. The second the second TV program, which I think they're still taping on the night and doing dark on the night oh, as that's well. That's going to be a long oh, take. Well, yeah. the only thing that makes sense, and they talk about, you know, Dave Meltzer was talking about what night of the week it'd be on. Why is it on a night? We've said it before. It's Saturday mornings, Saturday, Sunday mornings. It's that what we would think of as the experience slot mm, on Sky mm. One, that type of stuff. Um, I think that's what they would want to do. I think obviously it's a younger audience. Why not? Is is afternoon an absolute no go? I don't think they could do too wrong with that. And I think that would be a much more kind of sensible way to go with perhaps using more in the way of VT packages. I fear they're just going to stuff it put full of matches, whereas they could use this. Live a- wire type show. Exactly. Recap with a couple of matches fresh for the show. Yep, and, mm. some, and packages and angles, if nothing else, leading then to what would be the main one, and then have it on at a time where you're getting that, where you're <coughs> going for that younger audience as well. I'm surprised you didn't compare it to TNA Explosion, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's the route you need to go. your thing, yeah. yeah. Explosion. Yeah, I think you asked me like, if I ever watched it, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. I've seen <laughs> Explosion a few times before. If Never really missed, but it still exists. It doesn't. It's International, still, is it? I'm sure they still tape stuff for Explosion. Fuck it up. <laughs> Please, someone tell me if they haven't. If I mean, mate, I'm not surprised if it's ended. It shows how much on our radar. I'm disappointed you don't know. Being <laughs> yeah. the yeah, TNA fan, <laughs> yeah, terrible for it. And the other thing saying about the TV program as well is hopefully they can start to not they can start to space out the amount of people they've got on some of these shows as well. So I think that'd be a good thing. And I think give... they've been doing that yeah. anyway. It's like some of the guys go missing for a couple of, like Darby Allen wasn't seen for like a month after that Jericho match. I'm thinking Jungle sometimes Boy they overuse some seen. people and never yeah. kind of give them a week off as well. I get using like the Bucks and Omega yeah. every week at this point in time. Um, I get having Jericho on your TV every week at this point especially as the guy who's kind of the ratings draw, mm-hmm. whose segments do the best. Um, but yeah, I think some of the undercard guys, they don't overexpose too much. Like Jungle Boy hasn't really been seen since the Jericho match. And then they've got that six man coming up on the TV this week, mm. which Jericho cut the promo on last week to set up. So it's like a reminder there. So I think sometimes they do quite a decent job. I think they could have been, they could have got Darby Allen on TV a bit quicker after that oh, yeah. initial Jericho match. Disappeared, um, didn't he, for a few weeks? They did that yeah. twice with him. Same with the same with after the Cody match, he disappeared for a month as well. Yeah, um, but I think. Uh, yeah, maybe they need to find how a better way to do that and reminders of that person yeah. and maybe sort of vignettes or VTs with those guys in. But yeah, I think rotating the talent is a good thing, but I think you've got to be careful on who you rotate yes. and how yeah. you rotate them. Yeah. yeah, I think that's it. I think it's a focus thing, isn't it? Because like, I've seen people like, 
not doing somersaults over this this dark thing, but I think the the counterpoint to fuck me if if this is like a two hour version of dark that's going to be on TV every week, that's a lot of AEW mm. product. And I thought it's an hour this new show. I think it's only an hour this it's, one. Yeah, uh, I think the 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 word was it's an additional hour. I've heard, I think there's been different stories reported. People have reported it being as dark being expanded to two hours. And people have reported, re- recorded it as dark as saying its own thing. And then there's another show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Because yeah. I think you can make dark just to, if they don't want to go with the kind of live wire thing on TV, you could do mm. that with dark potentially as like a mm. recap yeah. type show as well. Put on YouTube as well, which is likely. Yeah, yeah. There's just, mm. I think there's just a danger of. You'd only want to record a three hour show weekly mm. max if you're going to do that you don't want to be doing four hours and trying to get out of it because you'll have an awful audience by the end you'll have people leaving by the yeah. end of it it won't work out if you've got one of them as a more magazine style show and or you're making enough kind of character pieces god forbid mention mm. get those back and i'm not talking about nightmare collective oh, ones either but that kind of thing though you know not nightmare collective but nightmare family you know like that youtube series yeah. you do where it's like you know showtime hbo documentary style like we got one of them week one didn't we for cozy and we've had like one or two of them since but more of that stuff i'd yeah. take but i do think yeah i think like a big positive where people spin it to is kind of well there's more hours and that's going to be a negative in some ways, but a positive is they can start giving work to some of like the lesser roster members. I don't know, like I, Jimmy Avok. Yeah, exactly. It's like a lot of them, like the lesser roster members who go on getting on TV. I can live without them getting on TV, and I almost think like they're trying to highlight too many people uh, in some weeks. Like there's too yep. much, too many segments. I almost feel like, and that's not a problem of oh well, they just need more time. That's a problem of stop trying to highlight this many characters. Like yeah. You know, I love Pentagon and Phoenix, but would the show be any worse without Pentagon and Phoenix on every week right now? Um, you got to make some hard choices there, obviously, because I, I, you know, I love Pentagon and Phoenix, and there's a better way of using them. But you know what I mean? There's a lot of people like that who are kind of just, you know, uh, Christopher Daniels, whatever that storyline him and Pentagon are doing right now is just not particularly interesting to me. And some of the things they're cycling in to cycle out, you know, to give Cody a week off, to give Kenny a week off. I don't know whether I'd just focus on the on the big names and you know maybe I don't know maybe more time would mean they wouldn't necessarily give more time to the characters that are interesting and the characters that matter. I wonder if more time would mean okay we get more matches from Peter Avalon and we get more fucking Gavin Sean Spears whatever his name is doing. He's still do- you know that that entrance he does when the lights go out and he gets the big yeah. dramatic. He's still doing that in dark. Like, <laughs> just oh, fucking hilarious. Like, but you know what? I wonder, I worry about, like, though, if it's going to be a case of just giving those guys more time. I hope it doesn't dilute, I suppose, what it, what, what dynamite is, um, is maybe my biggest uh, worry there. And I, I can say, I don't think they've shown that they're very good at, um, I don't know, highlighting several things at once uh, and managing the show. I'll be honest, what I would really like the second show to be. I'd like them to take the entire Brandy Rhodes division and put it onto one show so I never have to see it. She's fucking... And then I just will never watch that second show. She is so shit at everything. She's fucking... She's crap at these scary Power Ranger villain promos. She's fucking terrible in Ring as a wrestler. She was rotten as a commentator burying the product. Like... 
Honestly, like, this might sound sexist, but put her in a dress and make a follow Cody around. That's the only thing she's fucking good at. Like, there are good... I know you're not a big fan of the women's division on AEW, Joe, but there's fucking better women than Brandy Rhodes. Oh, yeah, like, no, there are. Yeah. And, you know, I don't... B Priestley, I think, is all right. Yeah. Um, Jamie Hayter. Yeah, Jamie Hayter's decent. She hasn't been on for ages, has no. she? Uh, perhaps it's, you know... Let me call for Brandy. Mate. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps they're trying to smooth things over there because uh, Avok's not been on the while either. Has oh, he? that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but you got to give time yeah. to Brandy, Joe. You got to, you got to highlight the Nightmare Collective. He's getting her into stardom, is what yeah. Carl Fredericks is doing. He's <laughs> already there. He's already fun. there, mate. Yeah, yeah exactly. Kind of how they met. That's what they want. Yeah. Hanging around a Corican, you know. Thank shows after one another, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, getting down, uh, you know, uh, Borna Carlo's bar or whatever it is afterwards. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. Toriyano got a bar as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Get, get down, the, get down there. Dragon Gate, to Cafe. I don't know, mate. Okay. You be the man to know. <laughs> oh. Um, but anyway, Brandy's crap, isn't she, Joe? Fuck it, yeah, awful. And like these women's segments, I've had to start just running through because yeah. they're that bad. Like they've, I had an interest at first. I thought they were Britt Baker's not great, but they were doing interesting things of her. Got the approach. Now, what's, I don't know what's going on with this heel turn. I, I just see it, Brandy Rhodes, and I'm like, right, I'm running through this. I can't put myself through this. Saw uh, Dr. Luther <laughs> yes, turned up as well. Like, all right. Tip of our tongues, really, wasn't it? Well, often you, we say, where is 94 FMW? I right? think Tone's a big FMW fan, maybe. But hopefully we'll get Masato Tanaka in if he is. I'd be up for a bit of that. That'd be wild. Him and Dean Am- oh, John Moxley, him and Darby Allen. that'd be a very when the whole hog just got a neater in. Uh, he's an old man. Uh, whereas Masata Tanaka can still go. Like he's mm. a fucking wild when he was. You to saw be. him at Fight Club yeah, Pro. It was, all, it was awesome. I went, you, you were saying, looking at him afterwards, just saying, like, Jesus, he's still taking all the chair shots to the head. Yeah, he was. He was absolutely mad. Um, yeah, bring him in, not uh, Doctor Luther. Yeah, <laughs> who's he friend? There's someone else's friend. Is it on Cody's side or something? Like Jericho. He's Jericho. 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 Yeah, they came up from there. Mm. But yeah, like. I, there's just so it's it's the overall lack of quality control. It's the fact that there's like because it was in the Observer this week, wasn't it? That Tony Khan's taking a more active interest in in AEW, and he even said after that terrible week where like it's like, like I was so sad we didn't get a chance to talk about it because that show where like like I said, Brandy came out and did the commentary and was terrible. The women's match was terrible. That led to like a, a distraction finish with. Pentagon coming out on the microphone that led to Evil Uno doing literally the same, like coming out on a microphone and walking the same walk as Pentagon like 10 seconds later that led to in the next segment, Pentagon coming back out for a match that led to like another Willy Wonty joint angle for a stable on the same night that Jericho and Moxley were doing the same thing. And like I just that show a couple of weeks ago was like the poster boy for I think mm-hmm. some of AEW's problems in like one, there being too many cooks, and two, just there not being like somebody grabbing this thing by the scruff of the neck and just having some control over what's going on. I having some like just that bird's eye view of you know what we shouldn't have two of these segments back to back that are basically the same segments. You know, oh we maybe we should lay this out a bit better. Maybe this brandy segment is absolutely terrible and we need to bin the entire thing off. Maybe these dark order things aren't working. I mean maybe oh. this last week is is Tony correcting course and going another direction. But we got we even got one of them videos this week as well, didn't we? It's like I don't want them to fall into the WWE plan of like 
it feels like people are loudly making clear how bad this stuff is or even silently making how bad this stuff is with like the lack of reaction to some of the Dark Order and Brandy in that segment. But I really don't want them to go down the WWE route either of just kind of carrying on with the plans and not really listening to the, the fan backlash. I just, I think what I want is, yeah, I want Big Tone to be the man we all hoped he was going to be a, a year and a half ago and just, just, just sort this out. He, as a fan, he can't like this. He must know this is shit. Like this dark order bollocks. Oh my god! <laughs> it comes on. I'm like, are oh, they carrying on with this? That like, yeah. they're still yeah. going with this? Why is it not dead? And oh, when they spoke about not having like secret cameras and all the rest of it, it's yep. like, mm-hmm. yeah, all right, that's out the window here, isn't it? Yeah. Ah, it's it's awful. Like I, I understand the Bucks are mates with uh, the Super Smash Brothers <sighs> and uh, had matches that apparently were really good with them. I've never seen any of them. Have them as a tag team. Um, yeah, and I understand that they're going to have a match with them at some point. Can we just put it on dark? Have your four-star match. Get out of the way. Keep them there as a jobber tag team on the undercard. Give your mates a job. Give them some solid employment. Like, that's fine. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't Do want to see him as a featured act. There's a reason that no one ever signed them. Like, Stu Grayson's quite good in the ring, but come on, look at Evil Uno. Look at him. Like, I know that's harsh, but look but at the, the look it's is a, terrible. It's an industry a lot of times built around aesthetics, Yeah, which isn't very nice, and people don't like hearing it, but that's un- look, it's, it's a television product. It's, yeah, and he's not Vader. Yeah. Put it that way. Yeah. And, he, and he's not Bray Wyatt. He's doing like his scary voice promos that just come across like a 10-year-old trying mate, to do an act. It'd work in Shikara, wouldn't it? Uh, mate, come on. Bray Wyatt's fucking shit as well. They're as bad <laughs> as one of... Give me, give me Evil Uno over Bray Wyatt. I've seen oh, better wow. Evil Uno matches than better Bray Wyatt matches. That's true. No, match Wyatt. But well, as better a Evil, Evil Uno match at Attack in mate, Cheltenham. is the Bray Wyatt character good? Is it good? I know we've discussed this before. Is that good? <laughs> hey, I'm doing really funny stuff that stands out and yeah, in a, on a wrestling show. Is it wrestling? It's not fucking wrestling. It's bollocks sci-fi <laughs> channel stuff to entertain. Hey, uh, and Bray Wyatt buys hey. into it and thinks he's like, I don't know, great because he's come up with this new wacky character where they spend loads in a fucking entrance <laughs> and then dim light it's fucking shit i'm not having someone say he's a good character worst gimmick in wrestling if you ask <laughs> and this is actually brandy Rhodes. Mm, they're up there together they both deserve to get in the fucking bin i know it's the wrong show for the in the bin stuff i know it's the wrong time of year but yeah get them in there i oh, just get me angry and he mentioned a bray <laughs> fucking what any mention of bray white and good those are two things that should never go together. Because, <laughs> yeah. He's cut good promos in his life as well. No, he hasn't. <laughs> no, hey, his delivery the and, Boris his, and his intonation is fine. Yeah, he's Boris Johnson. He just says stuff. Yeah, he has done and some it's like, real oh, But there's no lies. Or point to what he says yeah. ever. It's like, wow, great delivery. Yeah, what did he just say there? What meaning does what he's saying have? Look at like a Jake Roberts promo and the delivery intonation there. And what he says... Bray Wyatt's promos are empty. Anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, on that note, like, they're, they're looking at, like, I think that I think they are, it seems, moving away from, like, Uno as, like, the evil, even if, I mean, if, like, he's an imitation of Bray Wyatt or whatever your mileage is on Bray Wyatt, you know, mm. I would say he's even a step down on that. But that's just me. But, like, I think they're even moving away from that because, like, I think the, the clip from last week, if you slow, if you speed it up, it's Raven's voice in the background. I think that's the direction they're going with it. I think it was originally, okay, it was in the Observer, wasn't it, that Marty was going to be turn out to be like the the higher power. Like if that's 
that, we're doing the higher power angle if again. If that's AEW's like big booking plan for Marty, no wonder he's staying me, in the Austin. <laughs> It was me, all along. <laughs> no wonder he's saying Ring of Honor, though. Fuck me, if that was the big plan for Marty. I, I thought, thought the big Matt plan was... Hardy. Oh, that would work too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, if, I don't think it'd be the worst thing if it's Matt Hardy. I think he could make it work. Too I think if he extent. made it really silly, make it yeah. camp and knowing, and stop yeah. it being like a serious story that's all over the show. That's the problem with it. It's yeah. a serious storyline. It doesn't have any he have any legs in it at all. Mm. As something silly on the undercard or dark, mm. I don't really have to interact with it. Fine, it can exist then in its own little vacuum where they'll have good dark matches. Mm. Tone just needs to get rid of the sci-fi bullshit because I like science fiction. I don't like science fiction in wrestling. Mm, definitely. Imagine having science fiction in boxing. Mm. It's meant to be a fucking combat sport that we suspend our disbelief over. You're not going to have like... <laughs> sci-fi in UFC. Like, imagine if aliens coming in abducted Mike Tyson or some <laughs> shit. Like, it'd be, I won't uh, lie, I'd watch that. I'd be, I'd be, would be intrigued by that storyline. Fair Turns enough. out it's Don King all along. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a bit like that Simpsons episode with uh, you know, Dredrick Tatum when Moe flies Homer out of the, oh, yeah, on yeah, the little yeah, thing yeah, on his yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, great episode. Um, but yeah, anyway, sorry, AW. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I thought, like, yeah, that stuff's terrible. But I would say, like, as much as I've been criticizing the last couple of weeks, like, this show's come at a time where I would say mm-hmm. the last TV show was solid. I thought, like, the. Obviously, there was the terrible Dark Order segment that, like you said, Joe, when it comes on screen, it is that feeling of, oh, we're still carrying on with this. And yeah, there was the rotten Brandy Rhodes match. But I thought the opener was fun, the big uh, the big multi-man spot fest. That I was thought, good. I thought Moxley yeah. and Sammy Guevara was good. Uh, I thought overall, I thought it was a, you know, Darby Allen and Pac was a, was a solid match too. And had a good like balance of angles as well, you know, with the, uh, the Cody stuff. Uh, with MJF and you know just uh, in general Jericho's uh, Jericho's presence and just I think I thought they felt like it was a uh, for me like back to what I want it to be not a blowaway show but solid in ring solid like angles moving forwards like there is you know a lot of a lot of positive I think to take from this last week's show. Yeah, it was bookended very well with two very good TV matches, which was the things that I think just massively helped. I'm not minding the Hangman Page stuff as well. It's a storyline that's playing yeah. out reasonably well over a period of time. Mm. I expected not to like it at first, but I don't know. I think he's he's finding himself. His delivery is good. Yeah, I've written down here my one fear is that they rush it. Because they need to do the thing where you tease it and actually he stays with them, which that War Games match is like the perfect time where you expect there to be the turn. And in fact, there kind of isn't the turn. And then build to it perhaps a bit Are they still going to do that? Though? They've not mentioned that in a long time. But they've not I gone... wouldn't be surprised if they did it in the summer. Yeah, I think it would be a good point. time to do it. I think as well, uh, I think they'll, they'll do the split in February. Because I think uh, it'll be him and Kenny, won't it, at the February pay-per-view, probably. Mm. But the other thing I don't understand, I feel like they realised that they blew their load too soon on the MJF Cody stuff. Mm-hmm. Because really, the MJF Cody stuff, the the kind of lead to the breakup, should have been leading them through from November to February. Yeah. And he probably should have been turning sometime around 
now or mm. in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think they've realised that they've been adding sort of filler there and it's kind of lost some of its buzz and its appeal. Imagine how hot it would have been if he turned a month before the pay-per-view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're sort of teasing that now with the Omega page stuff, trying to recapture some of what they thought they might have got out of that maybe. Mm. So it, it feels like it's maybe a weaker version mm-hmm. of what could have been the Cody MJF feud to some extent. But... No, as a as a storyline and with some character development mm-hmm. for Paige, it's pretty good. Yeah, but hopefully it ends with an Omega win because let's be honest, Omega's got a lot more upside at this point in time than Paige does. Whether he Paige, the, Paige again is a long term project, which they've actually now got the finance in place to say you you spend a year building this guy up as one of your big heels. Like that's that that would seem like that's the way you've got to go really with him. What do you guys make about Moxley? I have to admit, I've been enjoying him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like, I like, I like the stuff of the car. It's I, Stone I like, Cold Steve Austin stuff. Yeah. yeah, I like the promo the week before as yeah. well. That was all good. I thought the Guevara match was good. I thought maybe he gave Guevara a little bit too much, mm. uh, but it was still a fun match for what yeah. it was, a TV match. He gave him too much, but I think the fact that like Moxley got like the definitive win at the end, it was kind of like, I can forgive it in that scenario. It wasn't so much WWE 50-50, but I do get your point, yeah. Like Sammy Guevara, for his place on the card... It's probably a valid criticism, but I think I think he's actually been really good, Sammy. Like as far as like being that second in Jericho's group, like I always imagined it was going to like MJF would fit that role, but obviously I think it's much better MJF being a proper singles and having like someone like Sammy who I probably never would have put in the role as the like the other singles guy in the stable, get giving him an opportunity like that. I think he's ran with it. I think he's been really entertaining and you know to the level that he needs to be. You know he doesn't need to be a big serious threatening actor. He's just an entertaining undercard heel. The picture-in-picture stuff is getting him over as well. Mm. And it's and I think it's working. The stuff he's doing out there when he comes out with the signs as well. It's a really simple little thing, but it now becomes an expected love part of the show. The love actually take off. The love actually take off, yeah. Which is a perverted, weird storyline, love actually. Well, they said Bob Dylan, and I was like... I oh, yeah, JR yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thing, yeah. I doubt yeah. JR's watched Love Actually, to be honest with you. <laughs> what, what did you think of the uh, the angle, like, with the, uh, the blinded thing? It felt a bit... Memphis yeah, is what it, I thought. It, I don't know. It just felt a bit out of didn't context. Connect, did it? Yeah, it was just like, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like the feud's been, this hasn't been the tone of the feud, has it? I get maybe if they want to jumpstart it and get away from the comedic, you know, Willy Wonky, Moxley, the whole, all the car stuff and like the, the jokey jokey, is he going to join the stable? I get like the motivation behind doing it, but you're right, Joe, I think that's the word. It didn't really connect. It just felt a bit out of place and a bit, that it was forced the word. Like for, for yeah, Jericho to, yeah, do, I think to, it was. to hit him in the eye with a spike. I don't know. Just something about it wasn't quite right. And he was trying afterwards with the way he was selling it as well, but it just mm. didn't quite hit. It almost felt like we're too far gone. You've you've got to find another way of, of doing this, this classic angle that would have mm. been, you know, would have drawn the house 35 years ago. And the dusty the, in the road warrior, isn't it? And the junkyard dog went blind in New Orleans or whatever it was. And that <laughs> Michael Hayes match yeah. at the New Orleans Superdome. Yeah. It's not 1980, unfortunately. <laughs> although, although I do like the visual. As much as people in this country are trying to go back to like, a time before 1980. And America. 1950, more fucking wrong. <laughs> but I like, but I like Moxley. Can't, as much as I didn't like, like, didn't 100% connect with me, Moxley running around you know, blind them one eye with bloody rags wrapped around his head. Yeah, looking like Solid Snake. It was that great. works. That does work for me, at least. And yeah, it gives it gives us. I like like the end of the show as well, giving us like Pat Moxley as like a as a big main event uh, for this week coming up. Uh, I would say yeah, for all the negative that happened, you know, two weeks ago, they did wash a lot of that bad taste out of my mouth this week. 
God, it still pisses on Raw, though, doesn't it? That's be yeah. brutal. And it's still more interesting than NXT. Like, NXT can be as solid as it wants on the other channel. They can run a match like Pete and uh, Matt Riddle against the Grizzly mm-hmm. Young Vaccines, which was a really, really fun tag match. Like, uh, thought... No, mate, the uh, Welsh subculture, whatever they call it. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. South Welsh subculture. Sorry, I've got to give Flash Morgan Webster a day at Mark Andrews the proper credit. Honestly, the most interested I've been in them, too, and the most interested I've been in Pete Dunne in about two years. Like, just being the straight man to, to Matt Riddle. They did have a lot of chemistry. I thought that was a lot of fun. You can have fun matches like that. You can have the Motor City Machine Guns on a, on mm-hmm. NXT, but then at the end of the day, it's just not half as interesting to follow to see what's going on. Time splitters, mate. Sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm getting all my tag right. team fixed up Tag today. team correspondent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, it's late. It <laughs> is. Uh, and I never I was... was really a big time splitters fan, to be honest. I was more of a Motor City Machine Guns guy. The, the only thing I've thought about that show is just about how much kind of momentum it's lost since they're not doing the invasion stuff anymore. That page oh, does yeah. show you where that kind of audience was. Yeah. It was an, and it was it was completely inevitable. It was like, where do you go with it after that? Um, they they're not viewed as stars. Did you watch the tag match JP with Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle? No, I've not seen it yet. Have you not? No. Uh, Have you seen uh, it, Joe? I haven't, uh, but I just think to myself, you said they got a lot of chemistry. Is it JP and Matt Riddle? Is Pete Dunne <laughs> more replacing JP? It did sound like a good match, though. It sounded like a he's a, a better wrestler. A match born in Britress oh, uh, that took three place years in ago. Florida. And my God, I'm sure uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews were loving the flat that they were in full sale doing a match uh, on the <laughs> USA Network. They're on the USA Network, like the Hardy Boys were on Raw. 20 years ago when I watched them. them. Yeah. Oh, there's a pain wrestled here, boys. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well yeah. excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that is weird though as well. Like they get like this serious push on NXT is like them. And yeah, the reason I got the Grizzly Veterans on the main because they, fa- they faced and beat uh, the time splitters. Like they're, they're, they're given like these NXT UK scrubs a bit of a push on NXT proper, but I can't help but notice it's happening at the same time. The ratings are going down the tubes, and yeah. you know the, the 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 guys who've never been presented as stars, and the guys who like wasn't like there a raw tape in a few weeks ago where Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews were like the jobbers to some Vince Hard on big man. Uh, I don't know if you can then turn around. Hey, lay off him. He's, Vince is, you know, it's Martin Luther King Day today, and he said it's his hero. So he's got a lot is he's it? thinking about. His oh, hero's oh, fucking hero's Biff Tannen, as we've established many times. It's not Martin Luther King. Yeah? Does that Particularly uh, alternative nineteen eighty five Biff Tannen after he gets a copy exactly. of Great Sports Old. Yeah. yeah. That's Vince. Like this- his, his, his other hero is Sylvester Stallone from Rambo 3. <laughs> specifically Rambo 3. When the PTSD's kind of forgotten about. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's just gunning down. Is he in Afghanistan? He's probably more of a yeah. Cobra fan, possibly, as well. <laughs> Marion <laughs> Cobaretti. I saw like a screenshot today, like off air, we were talking like mid 2000s WWE and I'd never seen this before, but it was like an an old Martin Luther King day and Teddy Long was on screen with like a picture of uh, Martin Luther King behind him and a picture of Vince behind him talking about his two big heroes. And I was like, that is the most Vince McMahon produced segment of all time. Martin Luther King, he thinks it's his hero, but I don't think he really knows why he's his hero. Uh, Fucking brilliant. I was chatting to a bloke today, actually, who uh, does a he does an American sports uh, show on Love Love Sport Radio. Yeah, uh, he came into college today because he's doing some with the students, and I had a really good chat with him. Big hmm. NFL fan. I'm not an NFL fan, but I know a 
a stuff about the business I suppose yeah and I asked, I asked him if he was going to be following the XFL and he was he was sort of saying about how he was interested in the business side of it and I was telling him a, quite a lot about Vince McMahon uh, that he just didn't know about I think he was very thankful for the uh, the information that he received from me about where the money's come from for the XFL hmm. the alpha entertainment stuff my speculation about why it's called Alpha Entertainment? Um, <laughs> how the XFL came to be again with that set with um, the guy being what's the guy the TV producer's name being interested in Charlie Ebersole Charlie Ebersole being interested in the name and all the rest of it and Vince going hey there must be a market here and uh, about how ultimately it's an ego trip for a man who failed the first time to basically fail again. Um, but yeah, fascinating stuff. I don't know where I'm going with it's this always, point. No. But it's always fun when you can educate like non-fans uh, about like the goings on at wrestling or like what's what the what the real story is behind all this stuff. Like I saw one of uh, one of my mates was walking around London and saw the. Uh, did you see that Undertaker hearse? BT Sports had driving around. They had like yeah. no. They had, like, yeah, bits BT of. WWE memorabilia like dotted around London in different places with like a BT logo and there was like literally a horse a hearse driving around with the Undertaker's theme blaring out of it and there's oh like my God. <laughs> and what was, was like, this this was it was like during that you know, that launch party where we saw that great picture of David Moyes and um, Kane Velasquez uh, yeah. <laughs> it was during that but that was David Moyes was at a WWE BT Sport launch party. I think they were going round to West Ham's ground and stuff like that. What the fuck? <laughs> that is a picture you never thought you'd see. They drive for the EastEnders set while they. I were wish at they'd it. given sort of you media pass here where you would have made it with you being there. Uh, we would never have got accreditation for that, though, would we? <laughs> we're not going to give them positive coverage. We're not going to be like, oh, it was great. Got to see an Undertaker hearse. Like, you know, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster would probably bloody be shitting themselves ever seeing a undertaker her so i could be in a casket match <laughs> you could put me in the casket i'd go in the casket yeah, fuck off um yeah but wow if, if it works for them fair play but i, I have bt i've not watched a single oh. second of wwe on bt and i've no intention of ever watching a single solitary second of it on my television so. nxt maybe but that's about it for me and even then i'm going to be watching it online I'll yeah. probably find another way of watching it. <laughs> Just um, not to give them the viewing figure. I, I, no, I, I, yeah, I want to watch it at my own convenience. Yeah. I don't want to watch it when BT broadcast it. Unless it well, comes they put on. the whole show on the on-demand and stuff. Oh, do they? I've still not well, bothered. The better than ITV oh, okay. at that, at least, JP. Yeah, exactly. I know. Just giving up with ITV. They've just... I think last week's episode still isn't on the ITV player. So, yeah. ITV Hub's always been shit. Yeah, yeah. It's a joke, isn't it? Yeah, there's a lot of issues with ITV in general, isn't it, that we've gone into in quite some detail. Exactly. Yeah. Anything more at all after WWE, AW, NXT? I've got to say, we just spoke about, you know, AEW being a bit unfocused and a bit all over the place. <laughs> this show. What an episode this was. <laughs> it really was. I, I threw my notes out, like, within the first five minutes, Joe. Yeah. We just, we went from subject to subject, and it, 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 it's either worked or it's been a fucking car crash. And that's AEW, so there's a good... Uh, exactly. Sim, good that's TNA. TNA. We've yeah. had a few very focused episodes recently, yes. and that BWE, if you didn't listen to that one on NXT yeah. UK, thoroughly recommend that episode on the uh, BWE for Oh, uh, I think we deserved, uh, you know, a, a riff yeah. and a and a raff on all things wrestling tonight. With Total us. non-stop bollocks. Yeah, yeah. Is that the yeah. name of the yeah. show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I put star for the O, obviously, but very much that. 
Uh, I've already put like the worst swear words in there, Joe. Uh, JP, I can fit that in. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, yeah, we've done a lot of serious shows recently. Like we did the uh, the Grapple Top 10 last week. Poor Gareth, the last mm-hmm. week, he's been working on the Grapple 100 uh, and, a, and a new website for Grapple that's, uh, that he was planning on launching last week. But yeah, I think real life gets in the way and yeah, there's uh, so some uh, some tech difficulties have got in the way. But I am told uh, this morning, uh, as of the time this website, this uh, this podcast comes out, or at least at some point today in the in the next 24 hours, I don't want to promise too much for, for Gareth. The Grapple 100 is going to be coming out, and yeah, he's been putting uh, a lot, a lot of work into that. So hopefully, uh, people do check that out and uh, and see for the uh, the full grapple list. Yeah, um, but yeah, other than that, I suppose there's uh, not much to talk about. So next week we'll be back to talk. You know, we didn't get a chance to talk. Yeah, they watched some NWA Power this week going into their big pay-per-view. Mm. There was a great uh, Scott Steiner promo. I never thought, there you go, there's another lad who can turn up on that uh, on that TNA show. Uh, I'm going to be watching that this weekend. I assume you're going to be as well, JP. Uh, yeah. It'll be AEW to talk about. Is it Rumble this weekend? It Fucking is. hell, it's the Rumble as well. Oh, yeah, that's that the says everything. <laughs> that Your reaction says everything. Me I'm... and JP have set up our way of watching it. Like, I've never looked forward to a Royal Rumble less. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, we've got to get our takes on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I do have plans to go to Matthews. I just forgot about that. Oh, there's uh, fuck. Worlds Collide or NXT UK. Yes. Oh, no. That, that's the Saturday show instead of a takeover, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Oh, mate, a gallus on that one. <laughs> and a golf one. Yeah, yeah, they'll be all over it. Oh, I can't well. wait. There's the highlight for the next episode. Next time we meet up, lads, we need to do that gallus handshake like those uh, co-opted journalists did at the... Uh, I don't know if you saw that, the NXT UK presser. No. They all did the big Gallus handshake with Gallus, and I was just cringing. That's why we don't get invited to this kind of stuff. Who are these? Who's this mob doing it? Just a load. You know, the Janos who get invited to the BT Sport Live stuff and the Triple H press conferences and stuff. Like the yeah. guys who know nothing about wrestling. Yes, the guys whose only yeah. context is WWE. Yeah, or pretend those guys. not to know anything about it. Yeah. They know nothing about wrestling. <laughs> Look, do you reckon they know Lenny fucking Sinclair is and his FMW <laughs> history? No, they fucking don't. Do you reckon they know Rick Bogner is? Do you reckon they were watching Mike Horse? I wasn't watching Mike Horse with FMW back in the day. Well, he was Gladiator. Do you they've got any fucking idea who the fucking Gladiator is? Nah. <laughs> They, all they know about is fucking Gallus and doing meme handshakes and thinking it's funny. They need to watch some bloody death matches from FMW. And get Early their, 90s All Japan tag. That puts some airs on the chest. They need to get their balls wet. That's all I'll say. <laughs> anyway, what am I talking about? Well, on that note, yeah, I think I'll give a better <laughs> note for us to go out. As I said, uh, follow Grapple on Twitter, at Grapple App, and uh, yeah, the Grapple 100 should be out soon enough. Follow JP at JPGP. Uh, follow me at Benson Richard E. JP, uh, your Thunderstruck episode did in fact drop this last yes. weekend. Yes, oh, I've got for that. To it, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, JP. Okay. Oh, I do. Yep, I'm on there talking about um... the resident Liger expert is back in action. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah, talking with WH. Um, really good fun. Yeah, talking about the um, Yoshinabe uh, uh, Kanemaru versus Liger match from uh, Noah Departure, which I would also say as well. For anyone who ever watches Noah Departure, watch that Akiyama Kabashi match. Oh, great match. Absolutely fucking brilliant as well. Um, So, yeah, did that. That's out at the minute as well. You got any more Liger podcasts coming up? I think that might be it. That's a shame. Yeah. (laughs) You've done two. Do a trilogy. Get a third one out there. Perhaps me and you will do one. Nah, I can't. Yeah, we will. Nah, I can't. Oh, no, you've set yourself up for it now. I'm not doing that. 
Patreon. Ben, I would do it with you. No. <laughs> no. 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 Not a time. Fair enough. Right. Uh, but anyway, yeah, check that out. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk the, uh, the big wrestling weekend that I've just found out is happening. And yeah, we'll see you again next Monday night. Bye. Week two, verse two. Only for you, you viewing audience. Check it out. We've been waiting for y'all. Verse two. Uh. TNA and Spike TV. It's right here for WWE. Oh, we've been waiting for y'all. When we gon' knock your blocks off. Don't you know we got prime time, our time. Now we on top. TNA, we going for that top slot. We've been waiting for y'all. And we gon' knock your blocks off. Bandana, some kicks, and some baggy pants. Put a chain on his neck, tell him he's a thug and teach him how to dance. But I don't sweat you, you smell like doo-doo. It's so uncool, your federation too is drastic, drastic I see you cause you're plastic, inside of any max elastic That's why you get a push, you bastard But now it's time, you said it, now back it up Put a hump in your back and avoid a slack Cause I'm calling your bluff, no persuading You're fading, TNA is upgrading You will get us on a Monday night show, that would be derating You circus clowns, get ready to throw down Get your head and your tail in between your legs Cause this the first round, TNA and Spike TV And it's right here for WWE We've been waiting for y'all We gonna knock your blocks off Don't you know we got prime time, our time Now we on top TNA and Spike TV That one For WWE It's oh. our time, our time oh, fine. Are you ready to meet the moment? Ozzy and our friends at Chevrolet are proud to present Real Talk, Real Change to help foster racial equality in America. And we're inviting you to help. Join me, Carlos Watson, as I talk with key leaders from across the country about racial disparities in America's healthcare system. Look for The Carlos Watson Show and Real Talk, Real Change on YouTube and subscribe. Or download The Carlos Watson Show wherever you get your podcasts.